All right, everyone. Welcome to the Dark Side Podcast. I'm your host, David Viano. And I'm Matt Elias. Now, you brought me this idea a few days ago. This is just like birthing it right here, basically. This has only been like less than a week old or so, right? We're giving birth. We're in labor right now with this idea. You came to me wanting to do a podcast, which is awesome because I've been wanting to do another one. Yes, you're like a veteran. I wouldn't say veteran. My purple heart's in the mail. It's kind of like that. We're going to go right for the troops in the first two minutes. I, it wasn't against the troops. If you find offense to that, I'm sorry. But anyway, your old podcasts. Yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of had those under the belt, kind of faded out. But like, I've been wanting to do a new one. And I was really psyched that you brought this idea to me because originally we were just going to do it based on music, kind of just hip hop and metal, but then changed up the idea last night of why not do a dark side of pop culture podcast. We're both into pop culture a lot, music, movies, video games, literature, like, I mean, I can't, I can barely read. So, I mean, like, I'm not that into it. I like looking at pictures more than anything. So, um, it's a joke. I can read. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're just kind of exploring the darker shit that happens in pop culture because not everything in pop culture is all sunshine and rainbows. I think that there's a lot of even even things in pop culture that might seem to be happy and fun. There's almost always some kind of darkness underneath of it. Look at Roald Dahl's books. They're all like children's books, like happy stories a little bit, but they're also dealing with kind of fucked up material. I mean, children are dying in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but everyone's like, it's it's cool. Like, it's happy. Point. Same with Matilda. Like, no one dies in Matilda that we know of. The Chokey? Yeah. That was the darkest Seriously. shit ever. It's literally a room with spikes going out. So if you're in the wrong place when that door closes, you can get a spike through you and, like, no big deal to them. What kind of school was that? A shitty one. <laughs> like, I, it, I don't know. Like, I don't even think it was a boarding school. I think it was just, like, it was literally a school in the middle of a goddamn field. Yeah. I had nightmares about the, was her name, the, the Trunch? Miss Trunchpool? Yeah, Miss Trunchpool. Yeah, I was always, I had a nightmare... I was the girl with the pigtails that she like flew around and everything. I, yeah, that was scary. In my dream, I didn't miss the spike fence. I impaled the spike fence. So I think I, was, I had the same dream. Yeah, you were there actually. I think like you in were, the dream. Yeah, you were Matilda actually. Wow, it's kind of the basis of what this podcast is. Not not all about Roald Dahl, by the way. But that was just a weird example of like how pop culture can be fucked up because it's a children's book, but it's sadistic as well. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so any like this will just be like open topic discussions about random shit that's going on in the world. And even if there's not random things going on in the world, we can probably find... I'm not going to be tied down by the news. Yeah. Just because the news sucks doesn't mean we're not going to have a show. Exactly. When we talk about pop culture, we're talking about music, we're talking about TV, we're talking about films, we're talking about books. Yeah. Video games. The even. internet. I mean, if we were doing the internet, it would be like, we'd have to do like a 50-part series, probably just 10 parts of that being devoted to 4chan, that's, if anything. That's a whole nother podcast, Matt and Dave do the internet. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Matt and Dave do 4chan. <laughs> and that's even another podcast. That's like a sub-podcast of that podcast. Yeah, like this one's already NSFW, but that one's like NSF the universe. Yeah, that, that probably should never be released from the hard drive and all should never be put onto the hard drive <laughs> i'm actually not i'm i'm pretty i'm sort of not hip to a lot of i mean I, i'm familiar with what 4chan is obviously and i know that, that it's reputation but it's not like I've, I've never spent any time on it and i really? don't really yeah 
Yeah, so oh, maybe you could. Oh, dude, it'll desensitize. You're probably already desensitized from the internet anyway. But I mean, like, it, like you, it'll. You, I've known you for years. You you know that there's no scruples left. Yeah, over that's here. What, like it will it will make you think of some shit that you probably never even like thought could have been done on the internet. Like how sadistic things could really go. Like there's been like threads. Sounds kind of good actually. Yeah, yeah, dude, it makes for good like talking content. But then like you realize you're like three hours deep into a four chan forum, and you're just like, I gotta stop. Like your brain is literally just like mush because of how much shit you see on there. Well, we'll do that sometime. Yeah. We could, like, easily, like, right here. But we're not doing that today. <laughs> Why don't we talk about a little bit about our backgrounds and what makes us uniquely qualified to talk about the dark side of pop culture? Do you want to start it off, or do you want me to? You go ahead. Okay. Um, Growing up in the age of the internet kind of definitely helped, as we were just, as we were just saying, basically. Ever since the internet is, like started there's always been conspiracy theories wormholes like everything especially about what's going on in the pop culture world so i've always been interested in that especially like the weird shit that goes on in the entertainment industry that's like behind closed doors that no one really wants to speak of but we probably will to like bring it to the light so people know about all this shit but even like just that like dude i'm like a pop culture-aholic like i've been into music since like kindergarten at least like listening to weird diverse like especially growing up in the 90s like listening to Marilyn Manson and like Rob Zombie and shit like that when I'm a kid and then like growing up in the like the hardcore era of like scene emo bullshit like that and then eventually graduating into hip-hop and shit like that like is basically all I listen to now and you're a and you're you're a mega Simpsons fan right huge like mega Simpsons fan especially like the earlier seasons like around like like, they're still good, don't get me wrong. I still watch every episode that comes out, like, every mm-hmm. week and everything. But, like, those early, early, like, like right around, like, when season 13 was kind of, like, the cutoff of where, like, it was perfect Simpsons shit. Like, so season 13, so what year is that? We're talking 10 years ago, 5 years ago? Or, no, they're, like, 20-some seasons deep, right? Yeah, they're, like, in the late 20s now. So it was probably, God, so like... you're talking... Like, late 90s, early 2000s. Do you think maybe shows like South Park coming out especially south park in the late yeah. 90s maybe stole some of the simpsons thunder because they kind of um, came out and they did a lot of the not the same thing yeah i, I love south park I think oh it's no yeah i think really smart super yeah, original but like they they came out i remember the simpsons when i was a kid i'm a few years older than you yeah. simpsons were it was a cartoon show with swear words on it yeah right which yeah. was and then when south park came out it was a whole other like level of swear words and like what these more, little kids were doing yeah like, more swear words yeah and a talking turd yeah <laughs> Mr. Hanky, but I feel like they did take some of the thunder from that at the time, but they still gave a nod to them. You mean an ode? I was a nod. My bad. I mean, I didn't mean an ode. I meant <laughs> a, a nod. A I said like a ode. O d e. You said nod. <laughs> oh, did I? I thought I said ode. No, honestly, but I I meant nod. To a nod. Yeah, okay. gave them like a nod, fist bumping them, giving them props because like it was when Butters was Professor Chaos trying to think of all these weird ideas. His like dude was like Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. I think they even like kind of took from that. Like Simpsons like crushed all these ideas even before they came, but they kind of have their own thing uh, that they were doing. So it's become like it's become a meme that the Simpsons predicted so many different things yeah. but i keep seeing these and a lot of them are really low effort stupid memes but they predicted a lot of yeah. stuff right it w- it's really weird some of the stuff they did predict like they like did the whole like donald trump was gonna be president and stuff at one point before this was even thought of like that was a thing really yeah 
They said Donald Trump was going to be the president. They didn't say that it was going to happen, but it was just like a little clip, you know, that he was going to be a politician. Did they have Trump on the show? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We can look it up real quick, but there's been others. So 16 years ago, apparently they did this Trump episode. Well, what happened in the episode? It was the episode, I'm pretty sure, where they go into the future and see their lives. Like Bart's kind of like a down and out, like like middle-aged dude like still like not like having his life together and lisa was like this, this is, politician. This is uh, a little write-up about this look at lisa is that hillary clinton uh, yeah i'm pretty sure like she's supposed to be like hillary clinton it says the episode's called bart to the future and in it lisa's the president of the united states and yeah. is attempting to rebuild the economy after donald trump ruined it during mm-hmm. his term as president dude i told you and she's and she's there with a full-on hillary haircut yeah Okay, this had to have been at least around 2006. That could I mean, be 2016, I mean. They probably wrote this article 2016, Yeah, because why would they be talking about... Exactly. So they probably did this because this was around the Clinton administration. Check this out. It says, the Donald Trump that we were writing about was kind of a lovable, over-the-top character and didn't have this darkness. Huh? Ah. Uh, uh, you see? Yeah, okay. See what I'm saying? Because he, There's nothing in the episode about walls or rounding up Mexicans or Islamophobia. So I think they did the Hillary thing mostly because I think this was this episode probably aired around the Clinton administration. And as well, it was a well-known it joke. It would have been, well, I guess maybe a couple of years after Hillary would have still been. Anyway, early 2000s, yeah, probably. Yeah, they, so they've done, they're smart guys yeah. is the bottom line. Yeah. I mean. They knew what they were doing. They, they have Green, great writers for that show. Like Great writers. The joke's. Are, I mean, they've had some some awesome jokes on yeah. that show. They're always almost always fun. I've seen some episodes that fell flat, but if you yeah. do thirty seasons of TV with like, and they don't just do like twelve episodes. Oh, dude, it's like season. twenty some episodes a season. It's crazy. It's like an old school TV show season yeah. worth of episodes. So like, they have to have still a like a constant room of writers and stuff like that, and. Going back to um, like the South Park thing, they do it completely different now by trying to keep it as current as possible, like writing an episode a week, which Simpsons like takes like weeks and weeks to do one episode. Well, The Simpsons is more traditional animation, yeah. where South Park, I mean, that's that's part of their operation is that they just kind of lick and stick and put it together. Now, originally, yeah. it was part of the, the show's charm. That, oh, yeah. That it looked like shit. Yeah. Know? And especially that first season when it was still like I cut. think they were doing, yeah, they were doing it like by hand, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the when it was the first season. And it stuff. looked like yeah. construction paper moving across other pieces of construction yeah. paper, which, I mean, that might it's, be what it's it, what it was. That's how they made the first episode that kind of got them noticed. Like a pilot. Yeah. yeah. And then they kind of just did that with the first season. It looked good, but it was like still pretty shitty. But like, yeah, they, but they, but they, that's, that's a, a hallmark of of what they do is they just make it really really fast. They can be hyper current every week, which is awesome. I mean, I don't. That's that's great. It's like kind of yeah. like other shows that can do that. Like Saturday Night Live can do that. They yeah. can talk about what happened in the news because it's but it's live. But you know? yeah, it's it's a whole different thing. They still like rehearse a good bit during the week and everything. But um, yeah, they rehearse during the week. But it's yeah. but the jokes but can still. be can be current. Oh yeah, they probably like change up their writing probably daily on it if they do it like that because they probably have to. I like, would like yeah, you kind of have to. It could be one headline this like on monday but then on thursday another headline could come out that completely contradicts the first headline on monday so we started talking about sort of your your background and your bio as a connoisseur of dark pop culture yeah right? we got really far in, like, into the simpsons talk real quick and everything but yeah so basically what i got out of that is in the biography of dave is that he likes the simpsons and dark shit <laughs> like even music wise man like i was always attracted to like darker 
imagery and stuff like all the time like like i said when i was a kid i was into marilyn manson like rob zombie and shit which like when they were first coming out was very shot like over the top shocking stuff like yeah especially i remember when marilyn manson's first record came out everybody was losing their minds yeah and like the stuff hey a lot of it was the uh like the Antichrist stuff, mm-hmm, yeah. The, the, like the Christian imagery, yeah. Man, that always strikes a nerve. Of course, oh. it was designed to. And dude, especially in that time when he was going on stage burning Bibles and stuff, he got banned in certain places for really? burning a Bible on stage. Oh yeah, I think it was in South Carolina he was banned for a while for wipe, wiping his ass with the American flag, like back in the early two thousand. Yeah, so I remember back in the nineties when all that stuff was going on. Marilyn Manson rumors were hot shit. Yeah. Okay, I remember being in, you know, like grade school, yeah. young, right. The rumor at the time, and you know the I one. I think I already know what you're you going to say. You know the one. Yeah. So now, as an adult, this rumor makes no goddamn sense. Right. 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 But the rumor is that he had a rib taken out. I think one, it was the, two. The, oh, was it two? It was two. Like it was, so I think it was a diff- rib on each side that he had. Well, yeah, take. like the bottom. Yeah. The bottom rib tier. Yeah. Okay. So that <laughs> he could suck his own dick. Yeah. So he could suck his own dick. Right. I don't and know then, how that got started. Or, I, he probably started it. He probably did. Like, just for the hype. Because, like, I've even seen memes now that are, like, hilarious. That are, like, everyone heard that rumor in, like, second grade that Marilyn Manson took two ribs out to suck to suck his own dick. <laughs> and this went in viral. Like, hundreds of thousands of tweets. So I'm like, shit. Like, that was a well-known thing. Like, everyone was talking about it. Like We certainly were. I yeah. remember talking about it. But, like, yeah, there was stuff like that. And, like, I think he got banned somewhere else for putting his balls on a security guy's head. He had, like, a bald head, and he put his balls, like, right on the dude's head. Really? Yeah. I got to know if that's true. I, I swear, dude. I don't. I actually don't think that was that long ago either. Like, I feel like it was probably at least within the last 10 years. But, I mean. I mean, a- I thought his controversy days were about over. I mean. I mean, if he's putting yeah, his ball sack on people's heads, he's still yeah, on top of his I game. I mean, like, yeah, this was probably, like, his late. Because he just turned 50 this past week. Like crazy enough. Like Marilyn Manson is now fifty. He's an old man. I actually thought <laughs> he was older than that. Uh no, I thought I thought fifty sounded about right. I thought he was kind of younger. I thought he was like in the late forties. Listen to this headline. <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Manson sued again for crotch related assault. <laughs> Balls to the wall. <laughs> man, I could only aspire to have headlines. I mean, no, no, not crotch assault. Right now that I think about it, that actually sounds kind of rapey. But, so yeah, a little bit. But but in the context of putting, what, what did we start? We we thought he put his nutsack on a bouncer's head or yeah, something. Yeah, security, security guard sued Marilyn Manson during uh, the shock rocker assaulted him on October twenty seventh, two thousand. In Minneapolis, making well, it the second that's... time in four months, Manson has been <laughs> sued for rubbing his crotch over that of a security guard. I mean, dude, if you're a security guard in Minneapolis. Like, that has to probably be the most exciting thing that has ever happened to you at a show, like, ever. <laughs> like, it's like, when is that ever going to happen again that the headlining act puts their balls right on your head? Like, take that with pride, man. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't sue him over I wonder, like, how much money he got for that. He, he claimed battery and emotional distress, ridicule and shame, mental anguish, embarrassment, and humiliation. Dude, how hard did he put his balls <laughs> on his head? As a result of being used as Manson's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a little that's taking it extreme. Like, yeah, battery. Like, how because hard did he put his balls underwear on Underwear involve, like, not just balls. But like, like the whole dick is there and ass, dick like and everything. ass and taint and and sweat and everything. 
it's what you're going to do to get money. Like, you know how much money he was making at the time, especially in like 2000, well, he's, on, he's only seeking 75 grand. That's Minneapolis money, though. Like, that's probably like, <laughs> oh, that's probably like 150,000 <laughs> for the them. the exchange rate is. Yeah. Like, Minneapolis dollars. You can probably get a lot of, what do you, what do they even get in Minneapolis? I don't even know. What are they known for in Minneapolis? Uh, well, I've got, I've got a good friend who's from Minneapolis and they have, um, that giant mall, right? Biggest mall in America. The mall of America? Is that what it's called? Is that, is that in Minneapolis? The mall of America. I think, Minneapolis, I think. Uh, We got to look this now because this, I didn't think that was in Minneapolis. I guess they have one good thing then. Bloomington. Yeah, MN's Min- Minnesota. Right? <laughs> Look, check it out across the interstate from Minneapolis. Okay, so Minneapolis has the Mall of America. I mean, it's they call it the Twin Cities because it's like right next to St. Paul. Yeah. So they have that, and they okay. also have ice fishing. Wow, that's probably bringing the tourists in. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> like, they have ice fishing. They have the Vikings. I don't even know if the Viking. I don't even follow football. Like, I don't anymore. know enough about football to even make a joke. So I guess we shouldn't insult people that are like the, Minnesota might be listening to this right now and probably like hating on us or Minneapolis. Either way, they're not good. Like nothing probably good happens there. Yeah, you know what? I don't want to piss off people that live in an, a frozen hellscape like that. You know they got to be tough. Yeah, they're definitely like lumberjack beer down to here carry an axe with them at all times or a bowie knife that's the women (laughs) so anyway in conclusion maybe not in conclusion yeah i don't even so that was the music side so i've always yeah music i i I was just gonna say i think that it's like a generational yeah because i mean that's a whole discussion yeah um but it is it is a meme that people our age are depressed yeah and they're and they're suicidal yeah and they are nihilistic yes and they like dark music like right what was popular when when uh you know and we're talking like people our age you know the the dreaded millennials yeah who will take us who will take over the world like it's it's coming we are a baby boom yeah millennials are a baby boom gen x not the generation Above us, yeah, not a baby boom. That's a no. small generation. So our parents, the the original baby boom, baby boomers, you know, post World War Two, yeah, that baby boom all had a shitload of babies in the eighties and nineties because the economy was booming, and that's us, right? And then they ruined the economy, yeah, and we have to find a way to fix it. But it's, yeah, it's our fault. Millennials are getting blamed for everything. Yeah, I I'll take it. I'll take I, it. I, I'm fine with that. I like, did it. Fuck us up. I don't care. Like. You could do a doctoral thesis probably about that subject. Yeah. You know, generate which I think is interesting, you know, the differences between generations. But like it is. I think I think that a lot of that can inform why dark music, dark culture, dark things speak to to our generation. Right. Dude, especially like and like it's kinda going back to hip hop a little bit. Like the hip hop age, like right now, dude, is it's so fucking depressing. Like everyone like every, it seems like every hip hop artist now is either like on some sort of drugs. Like it's like they're always addicted to drugs anymore. Which I mean, like it happens. Like I'm like it's not like talking shit on them or anything, but it's like they grew, we grew up in this era of like that being a whole thing. Like you see it through the music, especially like with the depressive shit, like Suicide Boys. Like yeah, one of the Suicide like Boys. they're like my favorite people in hip hop. Like for the past few years, still are and everything. They're the your music, favorite. Yeah, they're like 
by far, just because of this, it has a dark ass sound to it. It does. I, I really like them. I like their atmosphere. With their beats are really good. Yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing is like their beats because they take like a like a three six sort of vibe. Like if you listen to them in the nineties and everything, and threw their own dark little thing into it and everything, and the lyrics on top of it are even more depressing. Like and everything, like a lot of their like because uh, the one dude Scram was a huge like is still like I don't know like how deep he is now, but like a huge drug addict and stuff, and talks about that a lot in his music along with like wanting to commit suicide killing themselves like everything like he's really explicit about it too yeah in their lyrics very like going very deep into it like more than like what a lot of rappers do nowadays which is why i respect him a little bit too because of how deep he goes into that shit like not a lot of people were gonna like be talking about shooting up and everything and exploiting that part of their life in music so we're talking about this and how this music speaks to people i just want to know i'm curious how many actually subscribers these guys have on you it looks like a, you know it's weird yeah. i see this a lot with artists is like you can't find their channel right they it's always like all these other collective channels that will post their their songs and their music videos and right stuff. well g59 records um they're really heavily affiliated with that like that's their own like thing like the only people on g59 are them and another rapper called germ okay and he's really well, then, good too so it's like Fair their enough. own little thing. Like that's like that, like I get what you're saying because like it is hard to find like an artist's own page or whatever. But this is why they do it from G59. Well, G59 has one million subscribers. Yeah, which I honestly thought it would have more. But I me mean, too. Yeah, but that's a lot. I that mean, is a good that's bit. A, that's a, that's a popping YouTube channel. I bet they have hundreds of millions of views. G59. So you said there's only two artists on this label? Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's Suicide Boys and Germ. And Germ is like a another act, like kind of like like they, he always does stuff with them. He's really good too. I love Germ. He does some really fucking great music, and like it's his voice that kind of makes him way more unique and everything. Ghost Mane's another like great mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, he's like, I'm looking at his. So looks like Ghost Mane's bigger than them, which is crazy. His most recent, his track Flesh, yeah, which is I'm guessing off his newest yeah. album. It, it dropped three months ago. At least this video did. It's got yeah. 2.6 mil. That's crazy, man. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. I know the first thing I saw from him was that Mercury, uh, the video with the, the old cartoon, the yeah. clown, yeah. which was sick. That was yeah. really good. I really like Ghostbane's beats. Yeah, he does. a it, Like, his newer shit was really, like, more industrial, like, um, influenced. Mm-hmm. Like, it took a lot from, like, industrial music and stuff. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Which, like... Or like it, ministry? Uh, it wasn't my cup of tea, like all of it, but I still enjoyed it. Like I get what he was trying to do and everything, especially trying to like branch out and do his own thing, just not trying to do like one sound to make it like all this shit. Yeah, he's just doing what he feels. I, he seems like a cool dude too. I've seen yeah. a couple interviews with him. And another thing that he has going for him too, like metalheads kind of go towards him because dude, all of his imagery is like fucking old black metal style like mm-hmm. stuff, like all that stuff. Even that logo for the Ghost Main, uh it looks like something you'd see like off an Opeth album or like some like weird like old uh, logo from them or mm-hmm. something. It's really weird. Like it's interesting in how he does it. But I feel like a lot of the like I'm guessing a lot of his fans were into that music before, and probably a lot of the newer younger fans probably didn't know a lot about this shit and they probably learned more about it from listening to him. Maybe that's what I'd like to think at least. But yeah, this is the kind of like newer stuff that I like a lot of, like darker like imagery, and I still like. 
I still like stuff that's not this dark and everything, but mm-hmm. it's always has it always has dark material in it. Like whether it be like talking about like getting shot, or, like you're short shooting people, like I was just going back to like like doing drugs all the time and shit. Like there's always some sort of darker thing going on inside of it. Which like you don't realize it when like you're listening to like uh, like say like you're listening to the newest future track or something, and like it's playing in a club, and like people are going crazy on it. But you listen to the fucking lyrics, and it's like talking about him being depressed and fucking doing drugs to kind of numb himself from this depression and stuff. And people were like turning the fuck up to it. It's a weird thing. Like it's just like that's kind of the one thing. That's kind of like what we're here to like talk about is like it's dark shit that's going on. In people there. connect with it. Yeah. Like like it's because. You know, the beat's good, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's exactly, banging, but that's half the battle. I would say that there's also another. If there's a little lyric that you can that you can attach to, yeah. Right in future, I like future. Oh yeah. I, all right. So how do you feel about futures? So his delivery is great, yeah. Right? But tell me about the auto tune. It's hit or miss for him. I feel like he okay. can either play it really well or like not do it very well. Like when the whole like. uh when he did that song with Black Panther that became a meme where he did a high pitch like that, it was like, uh, it was a weird, it was a song with like him, Kendrick and a few others. And he like, his part came and it was like this, like, he's like, La-dee-da-dee-da, slop on me. Like it was really high. But I <laughs> could, swear could you, to God, that's could, what could I get did. that? Could I get that one more time? La, la-dee-da-dee-da, like that weird shit, dude. And I swear to God. <laughs> I haven't like, heard the song, so I'm, I have no idea. Bro, what... like, and I, someone told me about it before I heard it. And they did that same thing to me. And I'm like, what are you like, what are you talking about? Then I listened to it and I'm like, bro, no, he did not fucking do that. That it, it sounds like the, the kind of thing that is just it's a hook. Mm. It's a hook. And yeah. the hook, the hook doesn't have to be the chorus of a song. No. It's just something that grabs you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it then then is it good? Does that make it good? I I think it's good. It's you think that's good? The way you did it was fantastic. Oh, okay. You think you could you could take that on tour? You think you could reproduce that live for an audience? I mean, if I'm making two hundred grand a show like he is, I could probably do it like that for like a fucking audience. But all right, what does he make? Dude, now I gotta know. Okay, so I looked up this morning. Travis Scott got paid for a um for a music festival to be on stage for seventy five minutes, four hundred grand. Did the math? That's like f- over five thousand dollars a minute. Just being on stage, doing what he does, got an advance of over two hundred thousand. So if he's making that, like I'm sure Future has to be making like fucking crazy amounts. In 2015, Uproxx reported that Future made 150 grand for a 45 minute set and that per was show. Yeah, that was Holy almost shit. four years ago. And that's when like uh, 23 million a year. I don't know, man. I. I don't get mad about that. Like a lot of people, are like, oh, no, I because, don't either. Because they're providing a service. Like, fuck yeah. If you think you can put out the songs to fill the need that he's fulfilling, then yeah. why don't you fucking go do it? Yeah, because people like people were gonna pay a hundred dollars a ticket for a future show. Guarantee you, they would pay that to go see him at a, like in a more intimate event, like a club or something like that. Guarantee you, he would sell that out in a minute. So. I don't. I never get mad seeing what artists make and stuff because, again, how long you like in the grind that he probably had to do in the beginning to get where he is. He probably didn't have much growing up and shit, so it's like all of that too. Yeah, no doubt. So, 
But Future's talented. Yeah, he is. Like, he made mumble rap good. Like, he made you want to understand the mumble and shit. So, like, talk to me really about that. You, so, you you tie Future to, to mumble rap? A little bit, yeah. Because, cause, look, from where I'm sitting, I'm a hip-hop fan, but I'm not as deep into it as you are. Right. Uh, I listen to what comes up on my Spotify. But Future's way beyond... I mean, he's capable of of such good work. Yeah. Compared, like when you say mumble rap, I'm thinking like, you know, I don't want to shit on anybody, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I've, see, that's where I was gonna like go in. Like when I say mumble rap, like I don't mean it as a negative sort of thing. Like I'm not okay. saying he's because in because ne- mumble rap has a negative connotation. Right. Exactly. Sure. A lot of people do say that mumble rap is shitty, and it like a lot of old heads do not like it and everything. But like when I say mumble rap, like when he talks. And like when he actually like comes in like like an on a good future track and stuff, dude, like he's like he's slurring and mumbling his words and stuff. Like you mm-hmm. kind of have to like really listen to it to understand. And it's not a bad thing because he does it so fucking well. There are a lot of bad artists who mumble and don't do not do it correctly. Like it's kind of like an whole art form of itself to be able to do that. So what do you consider cor- when you say correctly? Like how okay you remember designer when he take that panda dude he didn't. I always hate a designer because you could tell that he was doing that with his voice. You could tell like how he was fucking with his voice to make it like sound like like deeper and like fucking like grittier and shit like this. So you can kind of tell when people were doing that. With future, it's kind of more hard to tell. He kind of does it way more naturally and shit. Like I don't like he might just honestly talk like that, like in honest, but like designer like when he was doing his shit and people were all like all over him, especially when that panda track was coming off. It was like I thought it was future at first. But then listening to it more and more, I was like, this isn't future at all. Yeah, I checked that track out because I because I heard that same thing. And I, I yeah, it, it sounded it like future wasn't even happy about that. dude. Like I remember, like, <laughs> was, like, fuck, I wouldn't be either. Dude, there was a, I think he was on GQ or another like magazine or whatever that he was doing the cover on. And future said if, if designer's name was anywhere on that cover or like in that magazine, he would not do it. He would pull out of it. Just for reference from what we were talking about, looks like future tickets range, according to this, $32 to $590. But oh, you know what? And Any big act that you go see, yeah. like, that, that range is the same. Because yeah. artists have to charge a shitload. Well, I, I mean, hey, I can't even say it's the artists, because who knows right. who's setting this. But like, yeah. art, that's their way to make money, because you, can't, you aren't selling records. Dude. Uh, yeah, especially you're, a lot of people don't realize that. You're doing anymore. live shows, and you're selling merch. Yeah. A lot of the artists make their money from shows and merch anymore. Like like streams, you don't make shit from that. If you really look up the amount that people make from streams, it is nothing. Spotify doesn't give sh- barely shit. Apple Music doesn't give that much. I think Tidal is the only one that gives a decent... Like They're the highest paying one, like streaming platform. Tidal? Yeah. The Jay-Z one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being that he's an artist. Yeah. He also knows how to make his money. So look at this. Look at this. Digital Music News found that Napster had the highest payouts. Really? Now, this is as of one year ago, about January 2018. Napster's still a thing? Says, yeah, it's definitely a thing. It's a paid service. Oh. After 90,000 plays on the platform, artists would earn the U.S. monthly minimum wage of... $1,472, which wow. sounds very depressing. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, in contrast, Spotify and YouTube, arguably the largest streaming music services, had the worst payouts, which doesn't surprise me. Nah. 
Uh, that's crazy. Per, <laughs> per stream rate, per stream. So this is this is what an artist is getting paid per time someone plays their track on on Spotify. Look at this. Point zero zero three eight. They don't even make a penny per stream, dude. They don't even make. They make three round. Up. Let's round up. Let's be generous. Yeah. Four thousandths of a. Oh, that's that's of a dollar. Okay. Yeah. Hold that's on. That's what I'm saying. Like you, hold you on, hold do on. that three times, you get. I think you get a penny, right? Like. Yeah, I was thinking it was. All right. So, <laughs> anyway, that we can still do the math. Times. So we say one thousand. Yeah. So one thousand plays gets them three dollars and eighty cents. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. This is not a math show. Nah, we're uh, not. I, I didn't graduate. I didn't even take calculus in high school. So I mean, me either. I, I barely passed pre-calc. So you know, one time I got curious and bought a calculus book. Just, Why? Just, just well, because <laughs> I just wanted to know what it was hitting for. Because I heard calculus was hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's I very can hard. Confirm. Yeah, I, it's. I wouldn't do pre-calc was hard. I do didn't you know even, what calculus is? Even hard math. <laughs> yeah, but, but what, it, what it really is? Nah. Check this out. Calculus. So, if you want to, if you want to calculate the length or the size of something that is, uh, say it's a triangle, right? Okay. You know how to do that. A yeah. squared plus B squared plus C squared. It's geometry, right? Right. Trigonometry. I don't know the difference, but you get my point. It's, yeah. it's math that we learned in high school, right? But what if you want so, like, if you're an architect, you don't, you don't only need to calculate the size of things that are regular shapes, right? Right. Because think about the, like, a football stadium. It's round, right? Yeah. How do they do that math to know how how big, like, like a dome? When you're gonna build a dome? Yeah. That's what you use calculus for. Okay. You can calculate the length and different things about a curve. And that's what calculus is for. It's pretty so if cool. you fuck up one like number, it could be detrimental. Well, you don't fuck the numbers up. Okay, that's step one. Okay, and that and and I got that from the book. <laughs> it says don't fuck the numbers up. Step that's, one. That's the first chapter. Okay. Yeah, it's chapter one. It's one don't page. fuck anything up. Got it. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, so but more do you know? What, what, what even is our topic at this point? Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, we're, we can wrap it up with my end because I'm pretty sure we're still on my end of dark shit. So basically, what kind of makes me an expert with this stuff, I'm an expert. Not, a, not an, even an expert. I'm, that's like that's bad wording. No, no, no. I was going to say, I, I, I'll accept that. Yeah. It, what makes me good at knowing about this shit is because I'm very invested. Like, I spend a lot of my downtime just looking up random dumb shit about this stuff. Thank you. Like, that's yes. basically it. That could be, like, that could go on to be it. So, now it's on to you. Why do you think you could handle this stuff? Why, why do I think that, that I'm qualified to talk about dark culture? Yeah. Because I like it. Mm-hmm. For, you know, like we were saying about uh, the generational discussion. Yeah. And a lot of the, you know, broader culture reasons for like like I think it, it ain't just you and me, right? Um, most people my age, like I said, that that you know, dark music was was big. Like, like we were talking about earlier, um, Victory Records, yeah, was huge. Uh, like one of the biggest ones, yeah. And that's edgy, dark music, you yeah. know, right? Like post hardcore, post punk. 
grindcore, like and grindcore, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, know Taking Back Sunday was on, was on. That was their big artist, yeah. At one point, yeah. Um, for me personally, um, I've always been drawn to that stuff. I just like it, and you know, we 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 learn about the things that we like. Okay, I like I like to talk about it, and I actually here for for my personal history, and I don't want to do this this whole you know sob story thing, but I'm I'm in recovery. You know this. Right, I'm a recovering yeah. heroin addict. Yeah. Uh, today is my anniversary. As a matter of fact, January eighth, uh, twelve years. Oh, congrats today. on that, dude. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And that right there, you know, that speaks volumes to, and you know, and I'm, like I said, I'm not gonna dwell on that or talk about it a lot, but y- you know, you can you can connect the dots that you know coming from that kind of a, a background. Yeah. Um, I got experience with, you know, just just my, my life experience wasn't always, you know, wasn't always happy or fun or, or bright. Right. And, um, and I'm a musician and, uh, you know, so that also, you know, what I do for my work yeah. also informs the things that I, that I like, you know, so that's about it in a nutshell for me, man. I yeah. think that, and, and I think that we hit it with it, with the generational factors and, um, and society, we live in yeah. a society, as you know. Society, we live in one. Yeah, it's a weird one, but we live in one. So, we've got some topics that we that we actually brought up ahead of time. Yeah, you get lost in them sometimes. It happens. That's what the beauty of podcasts are. You get to learn way more shit than you thought you were going to learn about. But uh, the first one being like, it's kind of I I chose it right now because um. It's kind of it's a big thing that's going on in the world right now. Uh, the R. Kelly documentary that had just dropped. I don't even know why we're still doing this with R. Kelly because fuck, like this has been a thing ever since R. Kelly's career has started. That he is a weird. I mean, he's basically a weird pedo motherfucker. Like I don't even know how like any <laughs> other words to say. Like I'm trying to sugarcoat it, but it's like I can't yeah. because he's. He's done a bunch of weird shit throughout his career, like behind the scenes. So when I when you when you say R. Kelly, the first thing I think of is is the piss thing. Yeah, the, the pissing. That of was the... the biggest one. That was back in like uh, I have it pulled up here. Actually, it was like in the early two thousands is when that one came about, and that was not even his first big one. Surprisingly, uh, it was on two thousand two that that video surfaced. Uh, the piss video. Yeah, that was when the first video surfaced of showing him allegedly pissing on an underage girl, mm-hmm. which got him so much fucking backlash in that time. Because, I mean, here's R. Kelly, one of the biggest R&B stars ever. Like, And there was already some shit like, out about him at the time. You know, people knew about some weird shit that was going on with him. Like, he had that whole, like, marriage with, a- with Aaliyah back in, like... Uh, I didn't even know that. He was really? married to Aaliyah. Okay, yeah, we'll get I guess we'll get into that first, but um he was 27 at the time and Aaliyah was 15 wow. when they got married. Yeah, they doctored her birth certificate to where she was 18. Holy and shit. she was really 15 and they had gotten uh they had a secret wedding ceremony on August 31st, 1994. So this was like dude early 90s. Since this shit has been kind of like going on, so the 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 we can just drop the allegedly part yeah, about him he's, being into underage girls like that. And, and the other thing that that just reminded me of, uh, the, and it's another, it's a meme. 
now, or at least I keep seeing the same clip. Where did you see an interview with Teray, uh, interviewing uh, R. Kelly? Well, it's it's where he's interviewing him and he says, "Do you like teenage girls?" Yeah, and R. Kelly does this mega pause. Okay. <laughs> You talk about a pregnant pause. This one's got like triplets. Oh my god! And he goes, not a paraphrase. He's like, define teenage. Oh. And Tere is like, Jesus, he's he's like, he just he just he does this amazing like double take face. Like, are you yeah. fucking serious? It was the most softball question ever. Like, all you had to say was no, right? And Tere goes, girls who are teenagers. <laughs> Under the age of like, like what like like where their age is a number yeah. that that ends with the sound teen, you know, 13, 19, 15. Yeah, but it, it, it's beautiful. Hilarious. Oh my god. I never no, no, knew again, about I, that one. To, let me play devil's advocate because <laughs> all right. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not I was gonna say, where are you going in, with this in a one? limited capacity? Yeah. Okay, I'm not defending R. Kelly. No. I know what he was getting at because yeah. what he's trying to say, he because he's trying to paint, and it's bullshit. We all know it's bullshit. Yeah. He knows it's bullshit, but he's trying to make this, um, like, yes, I like eighteen-year-old girls and and nineteen-year-old girls, but not not the illegal ones, right? right? That's what he was trying to set up, but he just did yeah. it so he did it terribly. If that's how he did it, like I don't like how do you beautiful? How I do you it. do that? Like how do you like you get asked that question and be like? Define teenage. I mean, he was trying to help him out. It's the most, like I said, easiest question ever. So, so let's do this right now, uh, Dave. Yes. Do you like to have sex mm-hmm. with underage girls? No. See, easy, easy is that. You didn't have to. As soon as you say underage, it's no. Right. Like it's just no. And you don't even have a piss tape. So you should be ready for this. Yeah. He should have been ready for this question. I'm good to go on this. Like, if you have a piss tape, that should be, like, in your mind. Like, I got to say no to this. I got to say no to like, this. Like, and, like, if I was R. Kelly, I'd be walking around, like, ready with that question as if I'm, like, like a gunslinger. You know what I mean? Like, you're ready to pull it out. Like, no, I don't fucking hurt you, girls. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. But, but, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, poor R. Kelly. Right? Yeah. I, <laughs> like, yeah. Poor. Nobody feels bad for R. Kelly. No. But, like, the thing is, though, what's weird about this, like, okay, you have you have the Elias stuff coming out. And her mom, like, it, it came up on the documentary about this. And I guess her mom put out a statement immediately saying, like, this was false, like, it didn't happen and everything. And they did try to cover it up back in the day, I guess. You know, like, they both denied that the marriage occurred and, like, denied their relationship had um, ever moved beyond friendship. But this gets to the thing right here, okay? And this is what a lot of people do not think about when it comes to artists who are, like, who have a lot of influence and are older. Why the fuck is a 24-year-old man hanging out with a 15-year-old? Why is that a thing? You know what I'm saying? Like why like especially like a like a teenage girl. It's the same thing with like when Drake was hanging out with the girl from Stranger Things and people were making a big deal about Wait why? a minute. You mean uh Millie? Millie. Millie Brown or whatever her name is. Tell me about that. Dude, it was like over over this past summer, I'm pretty sure it was, that they had public that they had, like, a friendship relationship or something. Like, they were, like, texting back and forth and shit like that. And that right there was a red flag to me because why in the fuck is 
Drake, a 30, I'm pretty sure he's in his 30s now, a 30-some-year-old man wanting to associate with this, like, I think she's 14. Like, she's, she's teenage, I know that. Why is he wanting to associate with this little girl who is not even in the music industry? Like, I get it probably makes, like, like good publicity. Like, oh, Stranger Things fan and Drake fans, like, can, like, like oh, they're hanging out and stuff now. They can, like, flip out and everything. But it's a weird fucking thing. So Drake is 32. Okay, yeah, 32. So he was... So he was 31 when this was all going on then. So he was 31 and she Millie was, Bobby I think... Bobby Brown is... Yeah, she's she's 14. 14. She's 14 now. Yeah. So she was 14. Yeah. She was 14 whenever it was going on then. But it's still, like, a weird-ass thing. Like, why is, why is that a relationship? I don't know. I mean... Now, let me be clear. You can text. Yeah. Anyone you want to text. Yeah, anyone. But You why? cannot <laughs> piss on <laughs> anyone. And you no. cannot... You cannot have, you can't have but, sex with underage, right? Male, uh, female, like, it doesn't matter. There's a, there's like, a, but my point is, there's a difference. Okay, Drake is not R. Kelly. No, Drake is not R. Kelly, but it's still like now. Yeah. Now that being said, I take your point. Yeah. It is, yeah. It seems you know kind of. Now I'm not. I'm not about telling people what's. Oh, that's inappropriate. But like, it's it. You know what I mean? It, right. You know what Drake? I think is very, at least from. My limited knowledge of the topic. It seems like Drake is very uh, uh, he's skilled at sort of of inserting himself into like the meme what, culture of the week, right? Yeah, or whatever's popular like, at that time. Yeah, and it seems like I mean he he's pretty naturally good at it. It seems yeah. like, or or maybe or maybe you know maybe he's got um someone helping him do it. But yeah, in any case, he's successful at it. Yeah, like uh, when he did um Ninja's uh, stream. Yeah, that was Fortnite. I was gonna bring that up as well with the whole like uh, like Genius. getting on the coattails like popularity. Move. Yeah, because you know he knew how many people he'd be exposed to. Yeah. Now, of course, I don't know. At the same time, it may be sort of a a Starbucks thing where like putting a Starbucks on every corner. It's not like anyone. I don't really know anyone that doesn't know who Drake is at this right. point. But still, I yeah, mean, it's a smart move. But but hey, I like Stranger Things. I would like to talk to Millie Bobby Brown. So, yeah, I'm not a Stranger Things fan, so I have no interest in talking to her have whatsoever. You, have you seen it? I've seen, I've watched like most of the first season. I could not get into it. It just wasn't, it wasn't cool to me. Well, in any case, she is a good actress. Yeah, she's, oh, I'm not like knocking character. her. I think she's a so, great actress, yeah. And just from that, yeah, I'd talk to her. Yeah. So, but yeah, Drake but, is not R. Kelly. But back to R. Kelly. It's just, he's, even the fact calling himself the Pied Piper of music, bro. Like, do you know he gave himself that title? I didn't know that, no. Like, the Pod Piper was, a like, a person who played music back in, like, the old days to, like, lure children in, like, away from, like, places to lure them into, like, like not safe places and shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that is a thing. And then even it's, like, and after all this stuff has surfaced, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on people's reactions about it. And, like, The Breakfast Club, they were talking about it on their thing this morning. And they were saying... How even when he was in Chicago, when he was first blowing up, dude, he would hang outside the high school when it was first letting out in the McDonald's that was near the high school, like trying to hang out with all these underage girls and these kids. So it seems like he's just, he's got a pattern of being a predator. Yeah. He's a predator. He's a super predator thing. And it was, and like, and like what I'm saying is like, 
like this shouldn't be a thing anymore. Like R. Kelly should have been fucking taken care of with this whole thing. There shouldn't have like anymore. We shouldn't have to hear about R. Kelly. R. Kelly shouldn't even have a career anymore with all this shit that's come out about him. But like we're like it's a thing. People are blinded to this stuff. Do people who are hardcore R. Kelly fans will deny everything? All these accusations. They won't believe that he has a piss tape out there. They he they believe really? about the de- yeah hundred percent. They believe that the FBI doctored that tape. To try to get R. Kelly locked up, because it also seriously, it also goes back into the thing, dude. Because like, I'm trying to like find like how to, like a good way to word this. Like, after, like in the black community and stuff, it's a well known thing that like the government and everything tries to take down black figureheads sometimes, right? Dude, like a lot of people said the same thing that happened with Bill Cosby recently was a, a part of this, and a lot of people think what they're doing to him is a part of this. And would I have a problem with that? Cause I understand where they're coming from because that, that has happened before in the past, but the, okay. But, but yeah, I mean, obviously, but, but that's not this. No, it is not this whatsoever. This is someone who is obviously mentally not right in the head, trying to get him out of the spotlight. Well, here's, here's my, like, what I like to introduce when you're, when you're talking about something like this, yeah, is that when you say something like R. Kelly's not right in the head, right? He's, you, you don't mean, I think R. Kelly's not right in the head. Right. You do think that. But what you really mean to say, and what is the important part, is that there is a publicly known body of hard evidence Yes. that R. Kelly is a predator. Yes. The piss tape, the key, the key, the key part of that phrase is tape. Yeah. It's a video. And that girl is a real person, and we... She she has a birthday. Yeah. Like there's there are ways to prove this stuff. Like and that's one thing. Like you said, I think this goes in, into the it's a whole other thing. But I call it the information crisis. Yeah. Not my word, but you know the the whole MAGA the Trump thing. Like there are a scary amount of people who only believe things that they hear from a select few sources they literally think that all other news sources are lying to them right because they're told that fake news and i personally i don't think it's their fault no but when you said r kelly fans that's why i said i I have no problem believing that yeah right like i was just shocked right because to to shock to see that pattern Now, now i'm not shocked in a way that i can't believe it but it's just yeah like an information crisis, yeah. right? So R. Kelly people, and I didn't realize that there were this many R. Kelly, rabid R. Kelly, and I know he's had a, I like ignition, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, everyone loves it. That's another one. And I I'm believe not, I Can Fly, like was one of the biggest fucking songs whenever it came out because that's when he got into a wider audience because that was in Space Jam and shit. So not only do you have like people who like knew R. Kelly just in like the club community and shit like that, but now you have a bunch of like like every kid Space knows Jam. that song. Like that, all see what that. I mean? that. Like talking about, there's a dark side behind everything. Now we got piss tapes ruining Space Jam. Yeah, <laughs> I can't watch Space Jam without thinking about R. Kelly wanting to piss on Bugs Bunny <laughs> or, or Lola. Probably I don't know. <laughs> or how old is Lola? She might be a little. Lola. I think she was over the age of eighteen. Yeah, so, so I that's think elderly for him. Not his. Maybe he wanted Porky the Pig or something. I I don't know what he's into. You know, but like. It's that's dark shit. It's it's really dark. Like and it wasn't I think like at the time a lot of this stuff wasn't well known about him when he was getting like all that like all that access and you stuff. Know what's I mean funny like, is like this isn't 
like I remember hearing about that piss thing like years ago, mm-hmm. years ago. Like, why is this a thing now? Well, dude, like, cause, well, do you know about the allegations he had against him just last year that he's running like a weird like sex cult out of his house? Tell me about the sex cult. All right. Well, there was like a there was a like a BuzzFeed article came out last year, right? No one knew it was coming out or anything. It took everyone by surprise that R. Kelly is running a sex cult out of his home where he has all these young girls that are supposedly working with him and under him and everything that are like he's brainwashing them and they won't like, they don't they're not wanting to return home. Like a, like a bunch of their family members have tried to get them out, but they're trying to bring to the point of the light that they have no way of getting in touch with them because everyone around them is telling them what to do. So it's like, wow. yeah, they have like uh, statements, like they'll go on the girl's uh, Facebook and their social media and be like, you know, I'm all right and everything. But they'll do little things like mispronounce, like misspell the girl's fucking name. So they're leaving little like hints like that, that, OK, they're, she's obviously not controlling her social media. They're in control of it. Now, they release videos of the woman, like of the girls admitting like, we're OK, like we're doing this like on our own terms and everything. Right, but are they like a hostage video? That's the thing. Like, how easy is it to manipulate, like, a young teenage girl who, like, has, like, supposedly they have everything in front of them, but, dude, they're going through some mental psychological shit. Like, some Mm -hmm. bad things are happening to them that they don't even know about. Like, when it comes to R. Kelly, dude, and this breaks down to, like, all of his relationships in the past. Like, his one, like, his ex-wife who was with him in the beginning of his career, dude, has come out so much lately saying, like, all the acts that he has done to her, like, mentally abusive and physically abusive, like, to the point where, like, dude, he would hogtie her, like, hogtie her legs and hands, leave her on the side of the bed with her crying and stuff, and he would go to sleep in the bed that night, sleep like a baby. Like, that's how hardcore this shit goes to with R. Kelly, and no one wants to fucking, like, admit anything. So this is what this whole thing came out last year that he is running this weird sex call and has all these girls like ranging from ages like 16 to 18 with him and shit like that. And it's still like and still he's still doing all this shit. He released like a 19 minute song like that was like called I Admit. Or I remember I remember when that came out. Yeah, and it it was nothing. He admitted nothing into it. Like, it was just kind like, of, like, trying to make people feel bad for him and stuff. And it's like, really, dude? Like, it's just kind of crazy. Look, I admit. Here, let me let me just give you a few highlights of the things that R. Kelly admits. Okay. I admit I helped so many people. He's so, Damn. so brave. Uh, brave person. I admit that I dropped out of school. Man. You know? I mean, it's it's obvious because he's illiterate and can't read or write. But... No, no, he covers that. I admit I can't spell for shit. Yep. I admit that all I hear is hits. Oh, man. Damn, man. Don't, like, beat yourself up over it's, this. I admit that I love God, but wait. It's so much temptation. But wait. But wait. But wait. There's more. And <laughs> mental. The drinking and smoking too much, but it helped me get through the day. And then in parentheses. Okay. Oh, day. Oh, day oh day <laughs> won't say no name i'm not a snitch wow man he's telling us a story right here but one night <laughs> one night at the ritz i did some shit i shouldn't of did and then in parentheses at the ritz shouldn't of did now wait a minute is he talking about the piss tape was that at the ritz 
Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he's talking about fucking one of his friend's girls or something right there. So, th- th- so look, th- the whole thing is a bullshit yeah, fake apology. It's, it's making you want to feel bad for him. Like, like, oh, like it's supposed to be like, oh, he admitted to doing some wrongs and stuff like that. But no, he what didn't. A, come on, it's man. a cop out, dude. Like, it's like it's getting the. This is basically for the R. Kelly fans that know that like can't get through their head that he is a bad person. This is what they're. Look at this, this is what they're for. I admit, I admit that I did. I did. It. I fucked my girlfriend's best friend. Get this. Yeah, I tapped that in the back of my Benz. <laughs> he's like, he feels so bad about it that he has to describe right. it and then flex that it was in a Benz. Yeah. Wow. Like, you couldn't have just said so, car. So like, heartfelt. But why do you have to describe it if that's you really what feel I'm bad about like, it? He I, knows like, his audience. He knows man, the man knows what the people want to hear. That's what I'm saying, dude. Did this song actually? I'm curious. Did this song actually do any? Did it sell? Uh, I don't know about that. I think he uploaded. I don't even know if he uploaded anything other than SoundCloud. So it's a 19 minute song. I'll look it up. Released on July 23rd. Critical reception. <laughs> Several reviewers characterized I admit as an act of trolling. <laughs> Since the song <laughs> the name of the song overstates the magnitude of the admissions contained within the lyrics. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, I uh it does it's not on iTunes. It's not on Apple Music at least, so I don't know if he even put it up like anywhere other than SoundCloud. Now, I was going to look up a YouTube like just a YouTube stream of it, but that's going to have a ton of views because but yeah. you, like it is an act of trolling because I like hate views are still views and he oh, knows yeah. this. Like you're gonna get he's getting publicity no matter what. Yes, we've been talking about R. Kelly for ten minutes or whatever. Yeah. But it's more trying to bring it to the negative light. Because a lot of people Hey man, it's not fucking hard to do. Yeah. It's really not. You start off the first thing you say about the guy is piss tape and marrying fifteen year old Aaliyah. Yeah. Like it's but but dude, obviously it's not good enough because even after these documentaries have been airing the past few nights on Lifetime and everything, where every like where all these girls yeah, are coming it's out, like a six-hour, yeah, it's like show. a six-part fucking thing, dude. I was reading an article; his streams have gone up since this documentary. Yeah, I, they have I gone that. up. Like, and it's just like that doesn't surprise me. It, it, like, it doesn't to me either. But at the same time, it's like, why can't people like these platforms like Spotify? Apple Music and everything, take his fucking shit off. Like, I feel like there's enough evidence behind it to where, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me being, like, oversensitive about it, but, like, why can't we stop this guy from getting publicity and fame because of this shit? Well, here's the thing. I disagree with you on that because separating the art from the artist. Now, granted, that's a little bit of a lofty concept to apply to someone like R. Kelly who is... And don't get me wrong. I, I think it's a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, clearly. I mean, yeah, obviously. But I can make that case with the fact that it's not... If you take away those songs and say say you erase R. Kelly's whole catalog, yeah. right? And just use him as an example. Right. You just say the same thing about Bill Cosby. Yeah. Okay, if you erase their whole body of work because you don't want them making money because it's come out that they're a terrible person. Right. It's not just R. Kelly that then will not make money from that. There's, oh, no. A whole behind the scenes, you know, there's a there's a record label now, boohoo for the record label. Right. But yeah. there are other people who are affected by that. You know, yeah. there's, a, there's an engineer who who did the who recorded the track, there's a guy who mixed it, there's a producer. I mean, maybe the yeah. you know. So it's, if anyone else in the world it turns out that they are, you know, a criminal of whatever kind and they get arrested. Right. Does their whole 
career have to disappear? No, no, no one else. No one. No one else other than celebrities that happens to. And like that's it, it gets talked about a decent amount. I would say it's a, it's a debate, but like this whole. You know, because it turns out that someone's a piece of shit, then they have to go away, and their their career has to go away. Like right. now, granted, R. Kelly, and there are degrees to it, right? It's not yeah. just black or white. Like right. someone like R. Kelly is clearly, you know, like I said, he's like a predator. Yeah, and that's different from someone who, you know, when it, like you've seen it a million times, where a public figure will have to do the whole. I apologize for the thing I tweeted, and then they have to go away for a while and right. be grounded. Yeah, and then, Which, but, it, but you have these these people, and we were talking earlier about like fake outrage because I think it is fake outrage yeah. a lot of the time. Right now, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that what's happening about R. Kelly is fake outrage no, because that's no. clearly yeah. super fucked up. Right, and yeah, but it's been a case that's been going on for decades now. We could say, but like some of the shit that people get mad about now. That like one person does one bad thing, it's kind of ridiculous. But even if they did a lot of bad things, does yeah. that mean that they're now he's he's an artist and artists' careers are I think a little different from a normal. Like if he was an accountant, right? Yeah, that yeah, it'd be a whole different story. Would He'd probably you be erase, in jail by now. Would you? Because uh, I think his clout and his money kind of keeps him out of those situations. Yeah, if he was a rich accountant, maybe yeah. not. But yeah, if he was a regular ass dude, but yeah, but but that that's true. But that's a different issue. But the point yeah. I'm trying to make is that like. His career and everything he's made wouldn't have to just go away, you know. Yeah, but I'm next. I'm not saying like permanently get it out of everything. I'm sort of like you're still going to be able to find R. Kelly CDs and everywhere you go. I'm saying, but like, like I just know like streaming platforms and stuff like that. Streaming, like say like something like, uh, I guess this is a bad like this is a bad example too, but like. Yeah, I don't really know if I want to use this example, but how like Spotify and Apple Music erased all of their like um, pro Nazi punk sort of stuff out of their music. Did catalog. they? I didn't know that. Yeah, I forget if it was Apple Music or Spotify, but yeah, they have, they went through and deleted every single like band and like hardcore punk band and everything that had like Nazi influence and shit like that inside of them. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that's like in the same realm of this happening well, whether, or whatever. Whether it was Apple or Spotify. Those are private companies. Yeah. And they can play or not play whoever music they choose to. Right. And I'm sure, like, if they did that to R. Kelly, like, kind of just muted him, like, took like took his cattle, like, off their streaming platforms and stuff, that would kind of, like, send a message to him being like, well, fuck. People were starting to see this shit is coming to light now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pete, like I'm not going to be able to get away with this so much anymore. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just a bad like thought process and stuff because like i just feel like with like because with his career and how much he's put on a pedestal and stuff i just feel like he's not nothing's ever going to happen to this dude like it's just going to kind of i i I think at this point i think the uh the scale is tipped towards him actually getting some justice yeah and it's even weird like a lot of artists didn't want to be involved with the documentary and stuff yeah like some artists have you watched it no, I have like I've I've watched enough like clips on YouTube to get enough like of yeah. a message, but I don't even watch cable TV too much to where I could even like sit down and watch a six hour R Kelly documentary because I'm just gonna be pissed off the whole time watching it too. So it's gonna be like that whole thing as well. I don't even have cable. Oh really? Yeah. See, I do, but I, I never watch it. Like I just use my PlayStation is like fucking Netflix. Yeah, and like whatever that's else. That's, you have Hulu? that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of cable right there, but I mean like. It's just fucked up. <laughs> so it's a weird thing. Super like, fucked up. The fact that like R. Kelly can still be 
out here doing whatever he wants to do. See, but I, I don't I don't see it that way because I think like this is I mean, good on uh A and E or whoever for making the uh who, who is Lifetime. It? Lifetime. Surprising it was Lifetime. <laughs> good on Lifetime for yeah. making the documentary because that's what has to happen, right? Right. Like, you need to have it needs to be brought to some light. But like we've said, like I said before, like like it gets people talking for a little bit, but then it's just gonna go. It's gonna be swept under the rug in three months, and we're just gonna forget about this happening again. I feel like. Well, we'll see what happens because when you start to see actual legal cases and charges being filed, yeah, you know, like and with, artists starting to come out against him and probably not wanting to work with him and shit like that, because like he's getting a lot of slander from some artists and stuff, and people were kind of being skeptical on what they're saying because i know master p was just talking i saw a clip of him talking about it this morning being like he was like no nah, i don't know if he did it or anything like that he was like i, I don't yeah you're right he's trying to be cautious because yeah. he doesn't want to piss off our kelly fans right but in the same sentence he said he was like if that was one of my kids like trying to be around r kelly that would never fucking happen yeah he's just trying to to skirt around the edge right. of the issue and then there's vince staples who literally just came, like, there's a clip going out about him, like, last year at Coachella when he was interviewed of him just straight up saying, like, you know, I don't really have a worry about going to jail because fucking R. Kelly, he, like, this, like, I'm, like, I'm kind of misquoting, but it's kind of around the same quote that he was saying. He was like, piece of shit fucking R. Kelly can be out here pissing on women and be videos of him doing this shit and be a fucking pedophile, and he's still out here doing whatever he wants to do. It was kind of just like that. Again, another part of it is that of how successful R. Kelly's music has been. Yeah. And there's going to be some inertia attached to that. Like, again, there are tons of people who are making a shitload of money off of that music. Yeah. Right? So, and I'm not trying to, like, blame others around him for what he did. No. But they did have some help in it. I'll say that. His team, his inner team that he had. You mean to cover it up? Yeah, his man, and even helping him doing it, like his managers and stuff, have been <laughs> like like what held his held his hand while he pissed on the. <laughs> no, I'm not saying like that, but like how he has like the like the girls like in his house like all the time and like kind of doing whatever he says. Like his managers help with all that. Like it's been a like a well known. So thing. they like wrangle underage girls for him to and help him cover abuse. it all up that with all when all this shit starts to happen. Really, is that yeah. in the documentary? It's it's uh. I don't know if it's in the documentary, but it's it's been well known. Like they like it's been in an interview with some of the parents that talk like come up and talk about it. They'll say like um like yeah, it's his peak because they'll name the people off top their head too. They'll be like, it's not him, it's James so and so who is on his team that helped cover this shit up. It's kind of well known the people in his team are helping him do this shit as well because they know of his predatorial behaviors and that's always what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's necessary for yeah. something like this to continue for so many years. And like, if you're if he make- was just by himself, he'd have probably just been, you know, been caught or whatever yeah. a long time ago. So he doesn't seem like a a criminal mastermind. No, right? No, he can bear. He can't spell criminal mastermind. So like, right. I don't think. And you're and, gonna- and and he admits that. <laughs> it's a weird thing, man. What other artist has wrote a hip hopera? Like Ta- R. What? Kelly. What? What? Do you know about Trapped in the Closet? No. But I want to. A whole other fucking thing we got. Okay. So this was like um, mid-2000s, I think. Like 2006. I think around 2006 or so, R. Kelly releases this thing called Trapped in the Closet. And originally it was like, I think it started out as like 10 chapters or whatever. It's called a hip opera where it's like, <laughs> it's all these chapters of stuff happening to him. He's playing out this like scenario where like he's... He cheated on his wife one night and like 
<laughs> gets like gets like caught up in this whole like fucking weird like scene that breaks out and everything. The wife's husband comes home early. He has to hide in the closet while like all this thing happens and then like the the husband finds out he's in the closet, comes out to like the husband's actually like a pastor but he's gay with this other dude and having his own love affair with uh with like a man and like r kelly has to like deal with that like he's in the room when all this happens then he calls his wife right after that and a man answers like the phone there so like his wife's fucking around on him too everyone is basically fucking around on each other hold on a second so this is this is an album that he put out it's a third it's an hour and a half like movie thing that he put out it's a movie it's a movie it's an hour and a half. <laughs> it's literally 20-some chapters, an hour and a half worth, the same beat and everything. Really? Yeah. Is it musical? Yeah. Have you watched it? Oh, yeah. Because I, like, I, like, I was like, uh, it came out when I was like in, high, like in middle school and shit, so, like, and it was playing on MTV and Fuse all the time, so I'd have to fucking watch it sometimes to see what this is. Oh, my God. Yeah. You can look up on YouTube, like, Trapped in the Closet, and be entertained for an hour and a half. It's weird. Talk about something with a dark side to it. Yeah. If you listen to some of this shit, dude, like, you kind of realize, like, wow, he has a weird take on life. Like... That is certainly true. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. Because I, like... I, I watched, like, ten chapters of it not, like, a few weeks ago, actually, with a couple friends. Because, like, we laughed and, like, we're making fun of it the whole time and shit. <laughs> But, dude, it's, like, crazy, like, how it's worded is weird and shit. Like, it's not a big deal that, like, everyone's cheating on each other and shit. Like, it's just a weird fucking scene. Mm. It's it's highly strange and definitely came from the mind of R. Kelly. So this guy's been committing travesties for <laughs> for years. He's been fucking some shit up for years now, man. Yeah. Like, it's just an interesting career. But that's the R. Kelly scandal that's going on right mm. now and my whole thing on it. That's a hell of a thing. It's weird. So, on to the next deranged hip-hop artist. Uh, um, tell me about Kanye and Joe Rogan. Oh, God, yeah. This is going to be a big one. So, I haven't seen it. I haven't listened to it. It's not out yet. It's not. It's just in the planning phases. Well, well that makes sense. Yeah, it's. Um, it, they just announced it a week or so ago. Yeah, I saw the announcement. I didn't realize. I thought it was coming out. Yeah, that he is coming on Joe Rogan. And I, I feel like it's the best platform for him to go on. For Kanye? Yeah, in all honesty, because, like, yeah. Ro- he's going to, like, Rogan's going to... Uh, Rogan's going to fucking... How am I trying to say this? Rogan's going to let him be Kanye, but I feel like he's going to call him out on some of the bullshit that like Kanye says. Yeah, I'm curious to... I mean, I don't want to jump on a hype train, but nah. I want to see that. It's going to be the I most I see Joe streamed... Rogan try and pin down Kanye. Yeah, it's going to be the most streamed episode of Rogan I think I think that Kanye is... I could see him sort of acting normal for the interview. And I think he'll say some wild shit, and then Joe Rogan will try and pin him down, and he'll... He'll find a way to sleaze out of it. Yeah, like, I don't know, because he... So, did you see Did you see the uh, him in the White House, in the Oval Office? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was just it's over the top. Insane. In, yeah, nuts. Just talking out of each other's ass the whole time, insane. Like, I yeah. didn't even know... It was not even... It didn't even feel like I was watching Kanye. When that was well, but when you do when you do something like that, and then the the main headline that comes out of it is people wondering if you have a mental illness. Yeah, it's beyond wondering at this point. I mean, a lot of people are like, "Yeah, he needs help. Kanye needs help. He's 
which, hey, you talk about the dark side of things. Mental illness is a real thing. And yeah. I, he's, I, I'm not going to diagnose the man no. f- from here, but judging from what I saw in that, man needs help. But again, I, I don't I don't 100% trust it, though. You know no. what? Because the other side of that is that Kanye's smart. Yeah, And very. he knows, again, like we were talking about with Drake, like riding the meme wave. Yeah. Kanye knows that when he does something like that, that it's good for Kanye. Yeah. It's good for Kanye being searched. It's good for Kanye's music. And a lot of his, and like the last album that he put out was, it touched a lot on mental illness, which is a big thing going on in the world right now. See, and I'm not music. like a, I'm not a, I'm not very current on Kanye's music. Okay. Okay. So I've like, I've all I've always followed Kanye throughout his career and stuff. I've been I've always kept close eyes on it because Kanye, growing up on Kanye, he was one of the biggest hip hop musical influences of our time, like of my generation, basically. Like I've seen Kanye live, like opening, like when he first like like came out with the college dropout and stuff and was first came. But I saw him open up for Usher, like him opening up for Usher, like not I mean, a Usher's, Usher is a force of nature. Yeah, but and they was, wouldn't. That would never happen. Not today, now. Of course, but then I've also huge. seen Kanye when Watch the Throne came out when he was like at his fucking like top with him and Jay Z and stuff. Like I've seen like mm. to see those two were like. So you're so you're a Kanye fan. Yeah. Okay. Not so like. We you can like get his into, music. Yeah, we can get into it in a minute, but like seeing the life of Kanye and his mental illness come out is a weird thing because it's not been it's not just a recent thing that has happened like. It's been, in my opinion, what a lot of other people in the industry I've noticed feel like Kanye has been slowly losing it ever since the death of his mother. Really? Yeah. Once his mom died, dude, he he's kind of gone off the rails. And I can understand it because his mom was like the closest thing that he had. Like he would like he had a very good and deep relationship with his mom. Mm-hmm. Like it was a very well known thing. And like, do you remember when he interrupted Taylor Swift, like, on stage? Of course. And, yeah. like, the, the whole, like, thing. And that's when it first, like, people first started to notice that with Kanye. Yeah, that the whole, was not I'm going to let fa- you finish thing where she was receiving, uh, what was it, a Grammy? The, yeah, was it was it like a Grammys? Grammy or a VMA or some sort of She's award. She's getting an award. Yeah. And he comes up on the stage and interrupts her to say that it was the music video. Yeah, Beyonce should have won it. That Beyonce, for uh, uh, the single ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a sweet music video. Oh, yeah. It was a great music video. Like, well choreographed and everything. Yeah. But like, I, hey, at the time, I thought that was a genius move by Kanye. Because yeah. what was that? What did anyone, what does anyone remember about that? Kanye. Exactly. That's it. But that was the start of it when everyone started noticing him doing like some weird shit. And that, and when that happened, that wasn't too long after his mom died. Like, he had been drinking, like, he was drinking, like, that whole day, too. Like, he had, like, pulled up on a yard, I'm pretty sure, with Bruce Willis and shit, and was hanging out and partying with them. So he was getting drunk with Bruce Willis? Yeah. Prior to that? Yeah. He, he was, was drunk when yeah. this... Yeah, he was fucked up when that happened. I didn't know that. So, so you wait, so you think that, you don't think that that was a premeditated, like, PR move by him? You think that that was a, a sincere, like, he just... I didn't didn't realize that you're not supposed to walk onto the stage and I think he, he he's that's when he started getting the whole I'm Kanye I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want sort of like vibe and he just kind of bum rushed it. I don't think like, necessarily he had in mind like oh this is gonna be the best PR like stunt ever. I think he just wanted to do whatever he wanted to do. He's just gonna do whatever he wants to do now, and I think that's what came from it. And basically like he like i'm not like sticking up for taylor swift but he fucked up her whole like night like it was well known oh, that she wasn't happy yeah, that, about you that you could see how shit. uncomfortable she was yeah it was fucked up and it was a, although i have heard i heard somebody someone had an opinion i was talking to about this uh 
I don't know, a while back, yeah. that Taylor Swift was in on it, right? Oh, really? Because think about it. Right now, this was how many years ago? How many other Grammy award shows or VMAs do you even remember or know right. anything about? Okay, you don't right. even know who won the awards. I fucking don't. No. You know, you know that Kanye did that to Taylor Swift, yeah. and somebody said try to make the make the case like, oh yeah, they they premeditated that shit. Now yeah. I, I could see that happening, right? Now maybe that didn't, maybe that's not the case, but if that was the case, yeah, it's genius, and it's like the whole idea. Like I think that, uh, like for example, uh, see the same thing with um, uh, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He is he's a great boxer. He's one oh, of the best ever. Amazing, but yeah. He is and and same thing with this is what do, okay, what do Kanye, Floyd Mayweather, and Donald Trump have in common with the WWF? Think about it's called the heel in wrestling. A bad guy in wrestling. Okay. You watch yeah. wrestling? Yeah, yeah. I used to like back in the day. Yeah. Who does everyone love the most? They love to hate the fucking bad guy right. in, in wrestling. Yeah. Right? It's a very well known Gets thing. The, yeah. Biggest reaction, right? When someone comes out, you know, <laughs> when they're doing their whole thing, someone's doing a monologue on the mic, but then someone comes out behind them and fucking whacks them with a chair. Yeah. The wrestling heel, right? Right. I think that, so I'm a Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. I think that Floyd Mayweather is not as much of a jackass as he, because, you know, he, he, he has this public persona of like, um, now there's some other stuff there too, like, domestic violence stuff going on in the yeah. background and yeah. but as far as his public persona and the way that he is you know he's disrespectful to his opponents yeah, and just always. acts like a you know acts like a jerk yeah you could make a case and i've made the case that he knows what he's doing yeah. because and he acts like a jerk to make people hate him on purpose because the wrestling heel right because what happens what happens when 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 you hate floyd mayweather because he does that you want to see him get his ass kicked, exactly. right? And what so do you do when you want to see... How do you see him get his ass kicked? Pay, pay for, the, for the fucking pay-per-view. Pay for you that $100 fight. fight. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. Now, maybe it's not as premeditated as that. Maybe he does it naturally, but it's effective. Yeah. And same thing with Trump, man. Dude, like, yeah. He's, a, he's always been really, really good at manipulating the media. Now, I don't want to go off on a thing about Trump, but, nah, but nah, back but, to Kanye... Now maybe it's a combination of both. I mean the truth is probably that it's a combination of, of both. It's some. It's a gray area in between. Yeah. The dude could... Quite possibly, be a PR genius yeah. and a, what I call a wrestling heel, and also be mentally ill. And I'm gonna go a little further into this as well, like with my like whole timeline on like when he like started to really come out. Like you can see his mental illness come out. Sure, getting with the Kardashian family wasn't his best move either. I I, th- I would argue career wise is pretty good. Well, no, I'm saying career wise, yeah, it's fucking tremendous. But dude, that fucking family. How much fucked up shit like that they like the the Kardashian family to me is a whole other fucking thing to like. We could do a whole. We should do that. In yeah, fact. We, we should definitely do one on the Kardashians. We'll dig up all the dark shit that we can find on them. Yeah. and do a whole episode about it. Because dude, like nothing about that family is great, but for some reason they are the top family of this fucking country. Like everyone knows the Kardashians. Shit, man, they're branding. Yeah, they're. Like a master class. Jeez, it, Kylie Jenner made a billion dollars last year, dude. Mm-hmm. She's the youngest billionaire like right. now because of this shit. Right. But if you look at how they got their fame, can't take that away from them. No. Nah, but if you look at how they got their fame, dude, it's it's fucked up. It, well, it goes back to the OJ trial. Yeah. Yeah. With you know the dad being on OJ's uh, on OJ's team, right? And um, it just like how like even like recently, and then the sex tape, right? Pretty much the that's sex it. Tape. Yeah. Who? I, now I don't. I could be wrong about that, and we we should dig into that honestly. But 
Yeah, the sex like, tape and they they made <laughs> jokes about how that was Ray like J, the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Okay. I like Ray J. Like, yeah. I just I just I just like the guy. I just think I he's fun. I think he's funny. Like yeah. I see Ray J and I enjoy it. <laughs> I get that. I definitely get that a hundred percent. But it's like, dude, like their mom has come out to say that that's probably one of the best moves that could have happened with her career. Like talking about her own well, daughter she's, having a she's sex. She's not tape. wrong. It's, I mean, it's, she's not at all, but it's just like it's kinda like you want like your daughter to be sold out, like getting fucked on film. Like, kind of just to like get more press and stuff like yeah, that. I don't it's know. kind I mean, of a weird that, that, thing. That gets into if you think, you know, if if you want to attach a negative connotation to doing porn and, yeah. and stuff, you know, yeah. no, regardless of what not, you think and of I'm Kim Kardashian. whatsoever. Like, regardless of what you think of Kim Kardashian, I mean, I, I don't see anything wrong with that yeah. myself. No. But, like, I mean, I don't, I don't either. But yeah, but Kanye it's just being weird. a Kanye inserting himself into the, the Kardashian sphere. It's like, and it goes on to the thing, like, no one, I feel like, in his team is giving him advice, like, good advice. I think it's kind of just, like, they're letting him do, like, free reign, whatever they he wants to do without anyone telling him, like, hey, man, you're kind of fucking up right here. I mean, would he even listen? Yeah, that's and that's the whole thing. It's kind of like he's kind of way too far gone now to even be really? able to so do you that. Think, you think that he's deteriorating mentally? You think that, that he's ill th- and he's getting worse? I think, yeah, I think he's just going to do whatever the fuck he wants to do and, like, whatever he does, it's going to be the best thing to ever, like, happen because it's that's what his mentality is. Like, he's had so much success with the shoes, like the Yeezys and everything. Right. Um, I'm not knocking them. They're cool shoes and everything, you know, they're... Like they're they're whatever. Like, you do you know, have a pair? I don't actually. I I I don't really feel like trying to get a pair. Like you have to go through so much to fucking get a pair of Yeezys. What? Yeah, dude. Like what do you any mean you have to go through so much. What dude, does that like, mean? Okay, like you have to like be able to even check out with a pair because when they first started releasing them, they were limited pairs. So you had to like kind of know someone to be able to get a pair of Yeezys. Now they're kind of like fluctuating the market to where they're releasing more pairs and everyone like a lot more people were being able, able to get them. That's but smart, dude, man. Con- dude, like, he, those shoes would resell for so much money whenever they first came out. Like, even, like, when if you can still find, like, intact pairs of, like, some of the first, like, the Turtle Doves or, like, the All Black Pirates and stuff that he came out with, $1,000 easily. Probably even more if they're brand new. $1,000 for a pair of shoes? Yeah. Dude, his Red Octobers that he did when he was still with Nike, those go for, like, 20 some thousand if you can get a decent pair. Like five figures for oh, there's shoes. There's like some bro. super limited. There's only like a couple. Yeah, because okay. they came out so long ago when he was still doing stuff with Nike. Like they're 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 not that easy to come by anymore. So you said Kanye, you know, marrying Kim Kardashian and getting wrapped up in that whole. Th- you said that has been a bad thing for him. Yeah, I feel like, and that's just my whole opinion with the Kardashian family. So I what, feel you think like- just just him being involved in that circus environment is just not good for him. Yeah, I definitely feel that because. It goes into like a weird thing, dude. Like, like again, like he starts all this shit. Like he, like he does like his fashion and everything now. But right. he was doing fashion shows for like his season five stuff when season three was not even in production yet. So it's like, what are you doing? Like, why are so you? So you're saying you're you're seeing evidence of just straight up like incompetence. Like he yeah. doesn't know what he's doing on a daily yeah, basis. Yeah, like, I just think that's a part of it. And like having that family to back him up when everyone loves that family and they do whatever the fuck they want to do. I just feel like that gives him the okay, mental so you, power. So you're saying you think that that's like enabling him yeah, to 100%. continue to just be... 100%. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. And, it's, and like I said, we'll have to do a whole thing with the Kardashian family because I have a whole theory about that family. Dark side Kardashian special. Yeah, dude, like they... 
the, every person I feel like that gets involved with that family, something bad happens to him. I mean, look at really? Lamar Odom. Whenever he was yeah. with Courtney or whatever, dude, like how far he went down. Yeah, I remember it, when he was like missing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we have to get all into that. Because it was all after he went into that family, So the Kardashians dude. are like cursed. Yeah. Like they, a, like, they like suck the life energy out of everyone around them. Exactly. To add to their pile of treasure. That is exactly what I think of that fucking family. Like wow. everyone is mesmerized and loves that family, but I see the fucking now, come on, man. Everyone that. loves, everyone doesn't love them. Dude, I I think again, I think that's people people. Well, yeah, that gets into and, that, and that's a dude, dark. I've talked to some a, people who I'm shocked about that like the Kardashians. But they, but why do they do they like them because they like them or they like they them like because them they're entertaining. They like them and and yeah, but but to dig into that and I have an opinion about that. Yeah, yeah, go. okay. Real it speaks to reality TV in general. Yeah, like you know, look at Jersey Shore. Which hey, I like Jersey. Shore. Oh, I do. But love why Jersey do I like Shore. Jersey Shore? Because I'm a jerk. Yeah, and here's why. Here's the point I'm trying to make. I'm not above this because I think I'm better than them. Yeah. And I want and I enjoy feeling like I'm better than them. Yeah. Now, I'm not really better than them because I don't actually know shit about them. Right. Because it's a show, right? We know that. Right. But in the show, and it's the same thing with the Kardashians, right? Like because everyone think like like they do nothing. No. And everyone's like, fuck, I could do that. Yeah. And then they so they watch it just so they can feel a little because we all feel, and again, that speaks to, that's, that's part of this whole dark side concept. Yeah. Is that there's this just, we all feel this like, I would call it malaise, you know, just like a general unease or or, or badness, you yeah. know, about life and society yeah. and culture. Like people's self-esteem is just fucked, you know. Um, everywhere you go, you're bombarded with stuff that makes you feel shitty about yourself. Yeah. You know, and... This kind of thing, and I, I would say it's not a positive thing. It like feeds off of that in a negative way, right? But it's effective, man. Like people, I think people. Like, but the point is made about the Kardashians is like, oh, you like them. It's really like you think that they are every negative stereotype that you could say about them. They're spoiled, yeah. Well, you know, whatever you want to say, they're they're talentless. They're which I would say they're not talentless because they're business geniuses. Yeah, they're somebody. Marketing. Somebody in that shop is. Has it down. Killing it. But yeah. as far as on their show, what do they do? I mean, I've seen a little bit of the show. They just like do, they just live their life and they just like it's talk on speakerphone and make drama. Like it's just, yeah, it's, 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 it's anything. Just it's, drama. it's the real world with, with the same people every year. Yeah. Right. And I could see how it is entertaining. But I, but I, I'd say that, that it's, it's dark. I think that there's a dark undertone and there's a dark nature to why people are attracted to that. Yeah. I don't think it's a positive. Uh, type of thing. It's not like no. a feel good kind of a thing. No, it's more like a wallow in sort of a negative thing that you already have going on. Right now, maybe not everyone's that way. Maybe some people like my wife would just put stuff on in the background while she like cleans yeah. or cooks or does yeah it's just, whatever think, she's doing. You know, yeah, she's I working think we on all something. Do that like it's. To some I don't. Extent. I don't. I oh can't, really? Well, not even music I or anything. Well, I have a hard time. Like I'll if it's something that I want to watch or listen to, I want to focus on it. Okay. Now maybe I'll put on something like like I could do it with the news and yeah. stuff like that. But like if it's something like I don't I try not to watch things that I don't feel like are worth my time. I get that. So I don't want to not cuz I'm not good at multitasking. Like I can't really focus on like I can't listen to music and like work. And okay, like, I unless get that. it's something mindless with my hands. If I need to like in school I remember back in school or at my old job, you know, I used to sit in an office and 
piss around with spreadsheets and whatever the hell I did. Yeah. <laughs> I ought to know, but <laughs> I could not do that and listen to music. Right. Maybe it's because I'm a musician and I'm always like, that could be. It's if I do it with TV shows, it's something that I have to have seen like a thousand times. Like I'll put The Office on as background noise. Or something a lot like of that. people do that. Yeah, I haven't watched The Office. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've seen it, seen it here and there. You've never sit. You've never watched the whole series. No. Holy shit! I think you're like one of the only people I know that has not watched know. that whole series. I know my brother. My brother was getting on me about it. That's yeah, why he's a big fan. But that's crazy. Yeah. So, mind blower. Let's get into the. Cannibal Corpse, House Fire, yes, Flamethrower, uh, I <laughs> stabbing. What is there? A stabbing? Weird, it wasn't it's a an, stabbing. No it stabbing, was, but there's, it, there's it was an, a potential stabbing. There's an a potential. There's an incident. There was a big incident. So tell me about the incident. Okay, so apparently, oh, there's like a big thing that goes into this. All right, um, he got a, he got arrested on assault and burglary charges. This is charges. this is a Cannibal Corpse. Member, yeah, the, the guitar, guitar. The guitar. I thought it was the drummer at first. Which one? What do you mean? Who's it? What's his name? Uh, the guitarist. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, hold on, one second. I just pulled up another article. Pat O'Brien. Okay, Pat O'Brien. Pat O'Brien. Cannibal he Corpse looks, guitarist. Look at this motherfucker. Like he looks like yeah, just straight up metal. Don't fuck with me, like whatsoever, sort of thing. I love Cannibal Corpse. See, I I, I don't mind Cannibal Corpse. Like I just don't know. Like I'm. I don't know like their discography that much to really give a full blown opinion. I like yeah, everything I've heard by legendary them. death metal. Anyway, so Pat O'Brien, Cannibal Corpse guitarist, in the news. Yeah, so he was um, it was a weird, it's a weird fucking thing. So he was arrested for assault and burglary at the same time his house caught on fire. Right, he was it was at uh, his Northdale, Florida home. It caught on fire with explosive ammunition in it on December 10th. So this was like earlier, this was like last month that this had happened. So basically this dude had a total of 80 weapons in his house. Damn. And that ranged from 50 shotguns, 10 semi-automatic rifles, including a couple variants of AKs, two Uzis, and 20 handguns. That's crazy to have that like kind of arsenal on your home. But I mean like, do whatever you, I guess, like if you're into collecting guns and stuff, that's totally cool. But here's where it gets really weird. The dude also had flamethrowers and like <laughs> explosive ammunition and stuff. You're talking like World War II flamethrowers, like real flamethrowers. See, that's what I, I don't really know if it was that sort of style because remember not too long ago, Elon Musk re- released those <laughs> flamethrowers. It was called the Boring Company, not a flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it was one of was, those. Was that a real thing? He like they were real. It was a real product that yeah. he was selling. Oh yeah, because I remember they were five hundred dollars. Um, you can buy anyone could have bought one. Yeah, I I legit almost thought about buying one just Shit. to have. I'm thinking about buying one right now. That sounds they, great. You can't buy them anymore. Oh. It was a limited thing. Like it was like they they put it on the market for a limited time, and then once so many orders got filled, they stopped putting orders out. Boo! And it, it took a while for them to get them. People were kind of upset of how long it took to get the flamethrowers. <laughs> Man, I bought this thing three months ago, and I still ain't got the flamethrower on me. My neighbor has been pissing me off. His dog keeps <laughs> shitting in my yard, and I was going to scare the fuck out of this flamethrower the neighbor's dog. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue. But, anyway, so Pat O'Brien apparently also thinks that flamethrowers are, yeah, and are he awesome. Had, he had like all these locks. Guy has multiple flamethrowers, not yeah. just one. Couple. It he says can, in this so article, he can dual a couple. wield 
he could flamethrower. He could have probably dual wielded and had his wife having one with him too. Because it says that it is, doesn't. It I, only says a couple. It doesn't say like how many. I love that. That's very death metal. It's, it's very metal. Um, All right, so the th- guy has a whole armory in his house. Thousands of rounds oh, of ammunition. Mm-hmm. Several other weapons, probably just random knives and shit like that. And then it also says three skulls. Like like human skulls? It doesn't specify. It just says he had three skulls in his home. Of course. So, again, a very, very metal thing. That See, that sounds like the kind of thing that they just put in there to try and sensationalize it. Like, oh, scary death metal guy has... Unspecified. If they were human yeah. skulls, they would say human skulls. Exactly. They're just trying to make it look worse than what it really is, and really, it's not even that bad. I think the worst thing is going to be is the burglary aspect of it, which I'm like trying to like figure burglary. out how this aspect. Yeah. For um. Okay, so here we're getting in this. Okay. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> he was arrested on December 10th for burglary and assault after allegedly entering a nearby house and pushing a female occupant to the ground and warning the occupants that the rapture is coming. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? He what, was then found his, behind a fence. His and, house is on fire. Yeah, his house this. is on fire while this is happening. Um, he was then found behind a fence and allegedly charged at a deputy with a knife and had to be tased several times in order to so be so atta- so detained. The neighbor calls the police because he broke into their house and was yelling crazy stuff about the rapture and then, yeah. then the police show up and it, and it he gets weirder one. it gets weirder and at the same time he, his, didn't, he didn't call he didn't call the police when his house was on fire he just i don't think he knew about it i don't think like <laughs> i think he was like doing like something completely else and like at the same time that this all was happening his house caught fire <laughs> and the worst part about this is he didn't even own the home he was renting the house. Oh my god! <laughs> he was <laughs> renting the house. <laughs> That's probably the best part about this. And then and this gets even better here. He was also apparently had phone relatives and warned them that aliens have landed. <laughs> He's on the phone yeah, calling with, his, with his relatives. This is just in. <laughs> and, <laughs> He's being held on a fifty thousand dollar bond when he appeared in court the next day. In an anti-suicide vest and shackles, and he was released like the past Friday after posting the bail. And is officially charged with aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer. That one with a deadly weapon. That one's going to be hard to get out of. And burglary of an occupied dwelling with an assault or battery. And I guess it's gotten to the point where like his wife has started like a GoFundMe for all this stuff because they had lost like for his like legal all, fees. I'm, I don't oh, know if it's for his legal ha- fees or it's for their house. Did the house burn like all the way down? I think so, yeah. Man. From Wait, what so I he, could so say, he it's had not a really wife? specifying right here, but like yeah, it's saying So his wife was in the house during all this? She's around her. See, it's not like I, I I'm trying to find like a like a decent article about it, but it's not saying that. Like it's not saying the wife was like Anywhere around this fucking the Rolling Stone headline, Cannibal Corpse guitarist warned of rapture aliens before breakdown. I so just, like, I think he just had a legit mental breakdown. And, I'll say, and, and I mean, did he set the house on fire? Uh, and what about the explosive ammo? Did it explode, or is it just another thing that they? Th- that would to, be my. I mean, if your house catches on fire with that shit in it, it's not going to be good. Well, they, but they have, didn't say that it exploded. It sounds like they were just trying to make it sound more than it was. But after putting out the flames, fire marshal discovered a makeshift armory in the rubble. It sounds like it was le- rubble. Le- legit rubble. Right now. If they're talking about rubble, then yeah, the house yeah is probably not doing too good. You know, 
I gotta say, I really like Cannibal Corpse, and it sounds like this guy is ill. Yeah. Like, we're talking about Kanye being ill. This is mentally ill. This is, yeah, this is a, definitely another form and you know of mental who, illness. But at the same time, I also think it's funny. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. But you know who doesn't think it's funny? Landlord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine getting that phone call, like being the owner or, or of that property? Or just seeing on the news. Like, you're like, oh, damn, what's that for? That's mine! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they're like, uh, like the wife's like, oh, honey, come look at this news about this uh, house fire. I'm like, oh, yeah, where's this at? And he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's wait, my like, goddamn house. We, yeah, I. that would suck. That would but suck, seriously. all of the weapons were legal. There was only one that wasn't, which was a sh- sawed-off shotgun. That is, like, always continues to shock me. I mean, it doesn't shock me because I know you, a man can have that huge stockpile yeah. of like World War Two, like flamethrower. The guy has multiple, not a flamethrower, multiple, multiple. flamethrowers, machine guns, explosive ammo, all this crap, dude. Like, but there's no gun charge involved in this. No, I mean they're like all... so. It's fine. It's fine to have all that, and that's just yeah. it's just amazing how how easy that is. That's, like, it's very and people just blow right like, past it. Like, no big deal. Flamethrowers, and especially like this dude sounds like he has some mental shit going on. Yeah, like do you, like well, hey, look, the first thing that. After the election in the beginning of 2017, yeah, and this is true, the very first piece of legislation that was put through by that Congress was a bill specifically making it easier for people with documented mental illness to go and buy weapons. Right. I, which helps who? Fucking the gun companies. Most. Yes. Yeah, it's, that's right. literally it. That's all it's helping. But because still, I, I don't want to go down... I don't want to get into that no, no, too much, but still, like, it's just it's, it's worth mentioning that, like, right. of all those things in the story, like, yeah, it's funny that he has all that, but like, you don't think that much about someone having a bunch of weapons, right? And th- I think that's that's weird. Yeah, I mean, in the hands we, of people a, act like it's normal, but it's not normal. It's not normal. Everywhere whatsoever. else in the world, like that, that's that's a fucked up, crazy story for us, right? But like for everywhere else in the world. You don't even need the house fire and the aliens and the burglary and whatever the fuck. It's already a fucking crazy yeah. story. The dude's house has all that stuff in it. To have like like we're a joke in dude, the world for that. Oh yeah, know? I 100% agree. Like I have no like I have nothing against guns really or anything, but I do find it weird when people do not bat an eyelash when a man has 80 some weapons. Just in fact, you know, and even and even myself, the first thing I was thinking was. Man, that's a lot of money invested in that collection Dude, of guns. Yeah. Like, that's got to be 80 weapons. That's going to be 10, like, maybe even, like, six figures he's got sunk Oosh. into his weapon collection. 50 shotguns, right? The average price of a shotgun's probably... 50 shotguns? They said 50, 50 shotguns. My God. 50 of those are just shotguns. That's not even, like, a personal collection. That's... You're, you are a paramilitary organization, and you could, like, you could arm an army. Yeah. Which is like I'm kind of surprised he only had ten assault rifles. Even like that's kind of a weird number. You have fifty shotguns, but only ten assault rifles. Like I guess there's no accounting for taste. I get like <laughs> he just enjoys shotguns. I, I don't know. Just, that, that's just that's insane. I mean, and who, then even twenty handguns. Why do you need that many fucking handguns? I could see maybe like five a person needing, maybe, and not even needing it. I guess like that's someone who's into guns and wants to collect them. I'll tell you what. If I was going to give an award. For the most metal news story of the week? Yeah. Pat O'Brien. 
round of applause to Pat O'Brien. Yeah, congratulations. I hope everything works out with this. I don't know how it's going to work out. You're definitely going to face some charges for the assault of an officer because they don't play with that shit. I'm surprised he's even still alive. Bro, well, like, I mean, he's white. Yeah, so. that was. Yeah, that's kind of getting. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to go all the way there either. No, but, but but we know what it is. Yeah, he's a white man. Yeah. If he was black, come on, man. I yeah. mean, like, think about some of the stories that you hear on the news where the police shoot a guy. Yeah. Okay. And what they were doing. Yeah. And imagine what would have happened if you insert even like one tenth of the elements of this. Uh, this Pat O'Brien story into that. Yeah. Like, think about, like, you know, somebody gets shot resisting arrest, and they're dead. Oh, yeah. Now imagine that they had a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, charging I mean, at an officer, like, open flame, like, ready to go. Well, like, not even that. Like, they just had one. Yeah. Would they be, I mean, that is dead, but I just, it, it's just nuts. It's it's it's, nuts. it's weird, dude. Like, like how does, been... and, and I think that that's, like, that crazy, like it's almost like a paradox. Yeah. Like how can you, how can you have all of that stuff be legal, and then, like how can how is it okay for this person to have weapons? But uh, anyway, I don't right. even, I don't even want to get into well, that. Oh, dude, I mean, like like we said, people have been shot and killed in the hands of police for way less, just for With moving some weird skittles. Yeah, just for moving the wrong way in a car. People have gotten shot by the police. This man charges at a police officer with a knife. Yeah. With a knife. And they tase him. Several times, by the way. It's just, that's weird. Like It is weird. That's very weird. Like, Nothing he's lucky about to be alive. Everything about this story is weird. Yeah, there's really no normal thing about this. <laughs> I think maybe the most normal thing about the story would be the three skulls he has in his house. And that's not even that yeah, normal. Yeah, right. That's not news. Death Metal Guitarist has skulls in yeah. his house. I mean, like, fuck. That's wild. That's we're a gonna metal story. Up, we're going to have to follow up on this one. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to see what happens to Pat O'Brien's career. What's going to happen to Cannibal Corpse? Are they going to keep touring? Are they going to... I don't I don't know. That's a weird one. They're going to they're, the, uh, they're go on tour, like, the next day. It's like the Alien Abduction Tour, the House Fire Tour. Like, that's what they're going to call it or some shit. I'd go <laughs> like, see that. I don't think... I don't see them... Like they'll replace him if they have to. Yeah, I They're mean it's like it's what any normal metal thing happens. Like someone well, leaves the bands, band. Metal bands have uh, lineup changes are really common. Yeah, in in metal bands. Yeah, because that it's just that touring. Like those bands have to tour hard to oh, make yeah. a living, and like people just you know they can't do that permanently. And even like it happens like just look at like like with Alice in Chains or something when your lead singer is dead. And they, you mean they replaced him? Yeah, and, and they were, still, yeah. yeah, and they did like their own thing. Like a lot of people would like weren't too happy about that, but I mean, like well, the like, show what are you has do? He's dead. Yeah, the show has to dead. go on, dude. Fuck like you're supposed to do, dig him up, <laughs> <laughs> like a hologram, like the Tupac hologram. Just do that, like for every single show. Oh my god, Can you imagine that Elaine Staley hologram? <laughs> if people would fucking flip out. <laughs> <laughs> like all the bands that could start doing that, like for hol- like doing holograms and stuff. Hey, just like, think about think about think about Rooster coming on the guitar <laughs> intro. You know the delay guitar, <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear the vocals come in, and and and, and you know, the lights come on in the bands there, and you know, and you see Jerry Jerry Cantrell, the guitarist singing yeah. singing his part, and you hear both parts. You're like, where's the fucking singer? And then they just beam Lane Staley, <laughs> or no? They beam Tupac. 
They used the wrong one. Anyway. Oh, it's the wrong file. You got to change up that file. <laughs> oh, my God. People would flip. People oh, dude. would flip out. Yeah. Did you, did pe- you actually see that the Tupac hologram? Did you watch? Yeah, I watched it. It was an interesting, weird thing. It so was- did it from... I didn't... I saw, like, just little glimpses of it. Mm-hmm. And it had this, like, Uncanny Valley thing. You know the Uncanny Valley? Uncanny Valley is where... Um, it's this, it's this, uh, phenomenon where people look at, so like, say you're looking at a video game, okay, a human character in a video game and you can look in their face and there's just something fucked up about it. Okay. It's when, or with a mannequin or with the Uncanny Valley, it's just that your brain, your, your, it's like, it's like this primal thing. Like your brain's like. Something's fucked up here. Yeah. What's going on here? And it's creepy, right? I, yeah. I get what you're saying. The Uncanny Valley. That's It's very interesting. But there was this Uncanny Valley thing where you're looking at him and you could see, and it's like, it looks like Tupac, but like, you can kind of see that Uncanny Valley thing going on where you're just like, this is kind of, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. It's a weird <laughs> thing. It's like, cause you don't know if it's like, you don't really realize, you don't know if it's fucked up because you're watching a dead man perform or if it's fucked up that's that they part even of it. did it. To the like first place, like why did they have to make a holic for, for money? Yeah, it's like it was it, it was at Coachella, of course, like one of the biggest. I didn't money even realize make. that was at Coachella. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you think? Like, do you think if Tupac were alive today, do you think he would do Coachella? Well, I mean, you could say Tupac still is alive today because there's a big conspiracy theory about that. <laughs> you but, could say that. Um, you could say a lot of things. I mean, if the money's right, probably. Yeah. In all honesty, I mean, I think he was more about his. I mean, he was still about his artistic shit at the end, but I think he was getting more towards like money and stuff too, because he was doing a bunch of movies towards the end of his career as well. So I think it, I think yeah, all, I, any I of them would have been that. I think he was good in movies actually. Yeah, he was. Like, like Juice? Juice is amazing. Yeah, I love Juice. Like, um, but yeah, I think he probably would have done shit like Coachella and everything. Yeah, I think so too. Like again, money rules it all. I guess like <laughs> sure does. So I was telling you about this. I don't know if you actually like looked uh, into these, but Wendy's, Wendy's has like a, what I love about these fast food companies, uh, social networks. The people who run them are fucking great because the people like they're like have to be like younger kids and shit who are snotty smart asses and shit that could come up with these great comebacks like off the top of their head. But because you see some of them doing that, you're talking the person running the Wendy's. Twitter yeah, account. Yeah, and it's even like not even them. It's probably it's, one guy or yeah. girl. It's probably like one 28-year-old. It has to be. Like, because it's like they kind of want shocking. Like, it's not even like really shocking, but like kind of edgier tweets and stuff or like coming at like Burger King coming at McDonald's over Twitter or something mm-hmm. like that. I've it's seen kind some of, just, of that stuff. It it's is little funny. things like that that kind of make you laugh and shit. But Wendy's put out a tweet earlier this week saying, roast me. Like, if you want roasted, like, mm-hmm. uh, hit them up. So everyone started doing it. Wait, and Wendy's Wendy's wanted people to roast Wendy's or Wendy's wanted to Wendy's roast? um said that they were gonna start roasting people. Like if you wanted roasted by them at them and say, Go for it. So Man, I would have done that. I missed right? that. I missed out on it too. It was like I didn't see it until like the next day or whatever. But a lot of like hardcore emo like sort of like bands that were popular from like the two thousand four to two thousand nine or ten era did this and so like and they were fucking hilarious because the first one that was notable was victory records 
And if like we were talking about Victory Records a little bit earlier and shit and how they were like one of the bigger uh companies that were putting out music like this, like you said, taking back Sunday and right. just like emo, like sort of shit like that. But they replied, We need you to roast us. And Wendy's roast for, You mean the record label? Yeah. Their Twitter Victor, account. Yeah. Their their Twitter was like oh, do man. it. So what, so what did Wendy's uh what did they say? They replied, and we need somebody to pick up this leftover stack of samplers from the early 2000s. It's like emo AOL minutes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Not in hashtag National Roast Day. So I think it was because like there's a National Roast Day or some shit, and they just started doing this or yeah. whatever, or they just made it up themselves and it's whatever. Probably, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, Another one, I don't really know this one, uh, Hopeless Records. You heard I've, of that? Yeah, I've heard of that label. See, yeah. I don't know like any... Like I couldn't tell you what artists did. are on there, but I've heard that name. I'm guessing it's sort of like on the same lines as Victory, though. It's kind of one of their, like, that sort of companies. They said, yep. roast us. And Wendy said, literally don't have enough eyeliner for this right now. Oh, like, God. that was their response for them. Yeah. Um, Miss May I said, do your worst. We've been eating Wendy's at Pilot Travel Centers for 10 years waiting for this moment. As most hardcore metal bands probably did, touring in the back of a smelly Miss May six I, people band, they were like a post punk kind of a band, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of emo thrown in there too, but mm. who wasn't at that time? And uh, they replied, "Can't wait to do the Wall of Death and the Circle Pit, and hear you tell us that this is the best town of the tour so far, while you run support for Hatebreed." <sighs> Ouch! That one was pretty Ouch. good. Like, no, that no, was is Miss May I? Re- are they really opening for for Hatebreed? I would, I would like I, to know. If I was Hatebreed, I wouldn't want them opening for me. But I mean, <laughs> like, that's just me. I don't, I don't know. Um, I yeah. think I knew one Miss May I song, and it wasn't even that great. So, What what song? Oh, God, dude. I think yeah, I whatever. Uh, it's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look it up yeah, now. So, so look, so, so those, the, the, those Wendy's roasts are like, it's funny that they did it, but I was expecting zestier roasts to be honest yeah they're just kind of like wow the the one song that i know is not even in the top five so yeah they've been they're still making music the last album they put out was fucking 2017 that's weird so let me let me tell you why i think this is a great little topic to tie in some dark side stuff yeah because twitter the platform right yeah by nature corporate social accounts on twitter are weird. Yeah. It's they they don't talk about an uncanny valley. Like they don't belong there. Right. Okay. And the and there's been this this rash of and I, I've seen Wendy's before, you know, being smart assy on Twitter. Yeah. And stuff. Now, for me with Twitter, it's weird. Because Twitter is much more organic and it's it's just more it's more of like individual people Okay. Putting their ideas out there. Right. Yeah. Now it's not a good platform for like a like on Facebook. You can have your page and you can have uh, an about and a bio and this yeah. is a link to where you can find us and contact us here and this is what we do. Twitter isn't made for that. No, and it's weird. It's like Twitter and I saw this analogy somewhere and I unfortunately I can't remember who said this, but I think it's dead on. Like Twitter, when you see corporate accounts on Twitter, you're at just like a party with your friends, like just a but like a house party, and there's just like random ass people there but then and you're all talking to each other and that's like your tweets like you know people making jokes people just saying hey how you doing people arguing with each other but then a corporate account inserting themselves into that is like a guy showing up like hi have you tried wendy's today like it's weird it's just unnatural and i think that 
it's getting less because people are getting more used to it. But the dark side part of this, right, is that everywhere you go, and I'm talking about when I say you, I mean you, me, you know, and I, and I, I speak about like our generation, right? right? Because that's the perspective I have bombarded by giant companies pretending to be your friends right to sell you shit 100 percent true yeah. and that's fucked up yeah it's it's so deceitful and that's the nature of advertising right we, yeah. we know what that is but on twitter specifically it's a great that's a great place to see a manifestation of that yeah like i love twitter i spend a lot of time on oh, twitter dude, fuck yeah yeah it's fun it's yeah. different from facebook it's, and it's from honestly Instagram. i get some news from twitter too it's a good place a lot of times yeah news hits twitter first yeah. because even like you know reputable you know news sources or individual reporters even yeah if i know a good reporter i'll follow their them on twitter right because they'll put stuff up like immediately like this just in or breaking you know anytime i found out a celebrity is dead it's from twitter yeah because same. like as soon as you see a name trending it's like fuck dude like who's honestly this as far as where you get your news i have the uh associated press app yeah on my phone and the alerts from that i'll get i get you know it's not I, well, I kind of have it customized. Like, I don't give a shit about sports and oh, yeah. certain other things, but like a lot of people. <laughs> but yeah, but that's another. That's a whole nother, That's a whole nother episode about America's sports gambling addiction. Yeah, talk about dark it's side. Fun, but it's terrible at the same time. What? Cause sports gambling? Yeah. Have you done it? Oh yeah. Really? It's dude. You can get so hooked on it. So did you, did you get easily. hooked? Did you get hooked on sports gambling? Like, not 100%, but I can understand how people can. Like, I wasn't, like, betting, like, hundreds and hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars that I couldn't afford. Like, I set it up. Like, I set, a, like, a weekly budget aside for it and everything, but, like, still lost most of the time. It's, like, you have to know inside shit to be able to do that stuff. It's, like, it's not like you're going to be able to, like, guess uh, winners every single fucking time. Oh, it's a dice roll. Yeah. People say there's like an algorithm, and I know people who try to like say there's an algorithm for like certain sports. I'm and sure like there it, is, but it's still gambling. It's yeah, it's so hard. Like because it's like the stock market. Yeah, there are ways to game it, but you can't. There's always that unpredictable. Even if like if you know if you know if you have an algorithm, you have a system, and you know that you know say like the Steelers are playing Baltimore, yeah. right? They're playing the Ravens, and there's a 99 percent chance. That the Steelers are going to win. Yeah. It, they could still lose. Exactly. They could still lose. The only thing... And you lose your money. The you know? only thing that sports betting has going for it, it makes the sports way more fun to watch. Because every time I had a bet on a game, dude, I was so... I, I was intently watching that game, and I hate sports. Well, yeah, but who does that serve? You or the fucking bookie and the NFL? doesn't help you. No, it doesn't help me at all. It just... It just makes it more entertaining for me. Well, yeah, entertaining. Yeah, that's it. But it's nothing like I I don't care about sports or anything. Like it just made me care about sports, and I still. So so, so you're typically not a sports fan. No hockey, if anything. So how did you end up gambling on? So you're you're talking about the NFL. You're gambling on the NFL games. A little bit, yeah. Okay, because I like I knew. How did you end up doing that? Are you are you talking like? A pool, like I remember, you no, know, like no, it I'm talking like legit going on to gambling like you, sites, you putting money with on spread, certain, with yeah. a spread, a point yeah. spread, and you have to beat the point spread. And yeah, you pick a winner. Yeah. So how did you end up doing that? Um, a buddy came to me, uh, basically saying like I have this. Uh, we're like me and a friend are starting out this like kind of like a, what I said like an algorithm sort of thing, and we've been like getting good results from it and everything, and we're trying to find people like 
to help you out. And he was like giving me statistics and everything, giving me numbers and everything. And it all sounded good. So I was like, I mean, like, I'll and when try. When you say it sounded good, it sounded like, oh, this is, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, it There's sounded legit. Win. It sounds like, so, so you feel like you were kind of suckered into believing a fantasy I mean, I was a of- guinea pig for sure. Yeah, and I already knew that. But it was like, it was like, okay, I'll, th- like, I didn't throw a shit ton of money. It was a few hundred dollars, but I mean, like, still, that's a lot of money to some people and everything, but it was, like, a money that I could afford to lose and shit. It wasn't, like, mm-hmm. making or breaking me. I was like, I'm going to try this out to see if it's really legit mm-hmm. and just go from there. And, I mean, I won some weeks, but I ended up losing. Like, you know, like, it didn't end up working and right. shit like that, so I kind of just stopped. But- I ask because that's interesting to me because, it, you know, I've known you a long time. Yeah. And you are, quote-unquote, what what I would sometimes refer to as a normal person. Okay. Yeah. You're you're not you don't have an addictive personality. I now look to qualify no, yeah, that yeah. like yeah you can get fucking strung out on Fortnite and stuff like that. But you don't have substance abuse problems. No. You don't have you're not an obsessive obsessive right. person. Right. Like now, I um that that doesn't mean that you don't get, you know, super into things and you can't no. get quote unquote obsessed. But people say they're like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this. Like, no, you're not. Like obsession is a real thing. Right. And so from the from you know, me being in recovery, the sports gambling thing is interesting to me because I've known people in recovery. So so people, <clears throat> you know, drug addicts, alcoholics, yeah. uh, who are clean and sober and they'll get sucked into uh, a lot of times it's going to the casino. Right? Okay, They'll I start going that. to the casino. I can see that. And gambling is an addiction on its, it's on its own, right? Yeah, it's and it's, it's a very brutal, bad and it's one. brutal. Yeah. But the thing is, I say you're not you don't have that type of tendency because, like, I've known people, like I said, in recovery from drug addiction, alcoholism, what have you, that will then get sucked into going to the casino, right? They're pumping thousands of dollars into a slot machine, or they're playing, you know. And and it is a fucking ride for yeah. some people. Like it's brutal. Yeah, dude. It's and uh, it's like it's one of those things where it's it seems harmless because it's like, oh, oh yeah. I'm just gonna go and have some fun, you know. Whereas like for for us, like with like it's obvious, like I can't fucking like if you see me sticking a fucking needle in my neck, <laughs> it's obvious that something's wrong, right? Right. right. But you it's it's just much easier and the consequences for that are less immediate right. so like i can go hang out at the casino oh i lost my ass but you know people will say oh you're just having fun or whatever but, you, but you're not you're not a you're not an addict and, no, I, and, and no. you kind of got that's what that's why that's interesting to me because you said you got you got kind of roped in yeah to that uh now i don't know how obviously you lost some i assume you lost some shit you yeah like i lost is... a few hundred dollars and stuff and like no stopped, big right? yeah i stopped like it's like one of those things like i would say like I don't have, like, like you said, a full-on addictive personality, but it does yeah. come out and sometimes where I do get really, really, really obsessed about certain yeah, that, things. That's normal. That's exactly. Normal. But, um... Like, I, love, I hear a lot of people say, like, oh, I have an addictive personality. Like, yeah, they yeah, don't know what, but, like... But yeah, they've never been, like... <laughs> like, I, yeah, maybe you watch a lot of Netflix or whatever. Yeah, like, but that's, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, that's within yeah. the realm of normal. Like, Netflix is fucking great. Like, right. If you'd give any... Like, take Netflix back 100,000 years ago, give it to a caveman... He wouldn't leave the cave for he like weeks. Pumped, right? Dude, like he'd be all, like he'd be amazed. For one, it's like he hasn't seen any of this shit to begin with. Actually, he doesn't even know what a TV probably is. Kill you? <laughs> yeah. Probably be terrifying. <laughs> probably like kill the TV like immediately. Kill the shit out of the TV. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's like that's a. I can see how people get like really heavy into that shit. Yeah, it's though. a rush. It's like dude, like it's, anything it's, else. That's like like me personally. Like I don't fuck with gambling yeah. in in any way because 
because I know, I know myself and right. I'm, it's a rush, it's a high. And yeah. I just, I, I cannot be trusted with something like that. And dude, like in the down and coming down off of that can like probably be sometimes worse than like the whole like drug aspect of it too. Because like, if you're like, say like you fucking put up $500,000 on a game and you ha- don't even have that money, mm-hmm. you're dead. If you lose right. it, you're probably fucking dead. Like right. there's not, and especially if you're dealing with a more illegal side of it, like dealing with actual bookies and shit. Yeah, a lot but, of places you can't just like there's no legitimate way to gamble like that on. Yeah, and, and again, not the office pool thing, but no, yeah, that's a whole the actual other, like with a with a bookie. Yeah, and, and all like that stuff. Going to someone, putting down like like calling them like daily, but then like putting like down a certain amount for this game, calling them like finding, calling them daily, seeing what the spreads are for the games that night and shit like that. Right. And then like you said, like you lose everything. It could be worse. Like people come after you and people die for this shit. Like it's a, a real thing. Yeah, I'm sure. But there's also the people like me who can like go to Vegas. Like I could try to go to Vegas like once a year if I can or some shit and I barely gamble. Like it's a weird thing. I yeah. just go there to hang out. Like yeah. it's me, like too. Some... me too me too i've been to vegas yeah i don't gamble no I, I okay so we did i did put like 20 bucks in a slot machine mm-hmm. just to say i did but... yeah like and that's the thing too like because my girlfriend smokes cigarettes and stuff and the most of the time that we gamble was like we'd go down to the casino so she could smoke a cigarette and just sit at a slot machine and pay and play 20 dollars right. because we're already there so it's like that sort of thing but like I mean, I'll still play roulette sometimes and stuff with like a couple, like a I'll like set aside a couple hundred or something if I have so roulette it. is so like it's so obviously gambling. Like that's yeah. just the most brutal way Dude, to so like bad. find out that you just lost your ass. Dude, it is so bad. Like, I am giving you a hundred dollars, and I think that ball is gonna land on that fucking number, and then it just doesn't. You're just like, well, see. We'll ya. see. A lot of people play the numbers and stuff, but like I don't even I hate playing the numbers. I play the outside of it and everything, dude. Like I don't know that much about roulette, but Okay, if you put down on black or red winning, it's two to one odds. So if you put five dollars down, you win ten. You win that five back. Yeah, right. So if you make a more specific call than the Yeah, say if like you can put it you can put it like if one to twelve hits, you can put it like on that thing. So if you get a number between one or twelve, you win like uh you get twice as much. So if so you put five down, like you game. get ten. It's like it's like, ooh, it's fun, you know. Yeah. Like we got these rules and that rules and, and and like, it's it's an insidious fucking twisted thing. Oh, dude. Because casinos, like, there is no like it, now. I'm not saying that there's no legitimate people out there just playing some games and having fun, right? Yeah. And that's that's fine. But like, if the house ever really lost, they wouldn't exist. No, because it'd be that's called a non-sustainable business model. Exactly. Right? So you don't, and then, and then, and that's that thing, like w- with the addictive personality, like, like, oh, I have an addictive personality. Like you use yourself as an example, like with the, with your gaming, like you realize like you don't lose your ability to understand the facts of what's happening. Right. Where I gambled on, and, and when I say facts, I mean, I bet on three games. I won two, I lost one, but in total, my net gain <laughs> is negative $200. Right. But, you know, a real addiction allows you to, oh, I won. Yeah. yeah. Like, say you won, say you won 250 and then you won 250 the next week. So you're up 500. Right. And then you lose 700. So, like, that addiction will allow me to, 
I won two fifty. I won two fifty. I won. I'm up. Like, and, but you're not. You lost. You're down two hundred dollars. If you go stand at a roulette table for like an hour or so, you see that happening. Oh, I'm all sure. The fucking people, time, people like bro. that. The rationalization. Oh and my stuff. god, dude! I have watched people throw so much fucking money down on roulette and walk away with nothing. That it's fucking crazy. Like when I was in Vegas, there was an. I was playing a little bit. Old couple comes over, right? Hundreds throwing hundred dollars down each spin. Like hundred dollars down each spin and shit, and we were like asking. They kept they lost like six hand like six spins in a row, dude. And it's kept going. We're so like, did they, did they seem upset about it or no? Did they... they were completely fine with it and everything. And they were and we were like, like you guys just lost like six hundred. Like what are you doing? And they're like, well, we won twenty six like hundred dollars yesterday, so we're up twenty six hundred. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, now you're up two thousand because you just lost six hundred dollars. So it's like in gamblers' minds, it's like as long as you're up. They'll just keep playing until they go broke again. Because mm-hmm. my grandma is the same fucking way because she does it all the time. Like she'll she'll win money on the slot machine, then put it all back in and go home with nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? You were just up like three hundred dollars. Walk the fuck away. But some people just can't. That's because it's not it's not a business. It's not a money making venture. It's, not, it's a rush. It's yeah. a fucking high, man. And it's like my buddy was at the meadow, like not the meadows, the rivers. Like not too long ago, the one in Pittsburgh, it was maybe this was like a year or so ago, but he was like playing roulette with this dude, pull out a thousand dollars, put it down, lose, do it again, lose. He said he watched this dude lose nine thousand dollars within a matter of thirty minutes. That's unbelievable. And he didn't. He I mean, wasn't. Who knows? You don't by know it. what nine thousand dollars is to this exactly. guy. Because be... I think he like the dude. He, like he ended up striking a conversation with the dude. and He makes a lot of money in construction or whatever. So I can see people probably doing that and blowing a shit ton of money. But if I mm-hmm. went in the casino and blew nine thousand dollars in a half an hour, I would probably fucking hate myself because like I don't yeah. even have nine thousand dollars to spend right now. So yeah, it's like, of course. It's like goddamn. It's all relative. Yeah. I it, mean, it's all it is. Like it's. How would you feel if you lost fifty bucks like that? I wouldn't be that upset with myself. I guess it's fifty. Like I guess I can f- afford to lose that, but at the same time, it's fifty dollars I don't have in my pocket. So it's kind of. But did like, you have fun losing it? Not if you yeah, lost. Probably right? if I. It probably I probably did have fun losing it. Really? Like I said, it's a rush. See, I can't. If I lose, I'm not having fucking fun. I'm pissed. You know. Thinking like, yeah, I guess I, I'm just basically just pissed off the whole fucking time. So that's probably why I don't gamble that much anymore. Cause it just <laughs> makes me mad because I never win. That's my point. Yeah. You you look at the experience. And your your net takeaway from it is that it costs me money and it pisses me off. Yeah. So <laughs> gambling addiction is like a temporary mathematical disability. <laughs> it really is. Being pissed off plus having less money equals a bad fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> right? And you're going to take it out. And, like, but there's a rush because of that like, ooh, I could win. Like I could like triple my money or I could win. And, it's, and winning feels good and it's like a... You know, it's like a rush. Yeah. It, it is it's a, a rush. high itself. Yeah. Yep. But then it's like you just hate yourself 20 times more and go to drink yourself fucking numb probably <laughs> as soon as you lose that $300 that you wanted to win. Oh, yeah. Time. At that point, you got to go get someone to buy your drinks. Exactly. Exactly. Talk about the dark side of pop culture, contemporary culture. Like the NFL is one of the biggest things out there that, as oh, far as entertaining yeah. people. But, and it's not like the NFL sanctions officially illegal sports gambling right but they certainly benefit from it and they know it well now it's getting to be harder because i'm pretty sure they legalize sports gambling throughout everywhere i'm pretty sure that's i'm pretty sure you can go down to the rivers casino now and throw money on sports okay when vegas was one of the only places that you could do that out of yeah right right 
But, I mean, they have so many websites now and shit that you can do that, dude. Because like, the site that I used to use, I think it was Bravada or something, they had an entertainment like section that you could bet on. Like they had stuff when the royal wedding like was bet happening. On, bet on who wins the Oscar or Yeah. Like they had pools like like um, What about you, the royal wedding? Like dude. Oh my god. Like I remember it if it wasn't the royal wedding it was when they were expecting their child not too long ago or something and it was like uh the baby will be born on this month and you could select each month and each month had fucking like statistics to it. Like it was like negative 600. So you had to, you had to spend $600 to win 100. And shit like that. So they're the worst odds for that. It was like if they would name it this certain name, if it would be a girl, if it would be a boy. Like there was like all that shit, dude. Esports now, they do ones with that, uh, with uh, betting on esports teams and everything whenever there's certain tournaments. Just everything you can imagine, dude. Like Grammys, they'll do shit for that. Like I said, the Oscars, each movie will be up. Like who will win best picture, who win best actress, actor, all that shit. Mm-hmm. It's a weird fucking business how they do it. I could see myself being a lot more interested in betting on who's going to get the Oscar. Because I don't like sports. So. Nah. They, they did another one, uh, Time Person of the Year. You can bet on that, too, who will mm-hmm. win the Person of the Year. But it's a it's a huge list of fucking names, dude. Right. Like, a crazy list of names. And some of the people... See, that's just such a weird thing to, to, to try to wager money on. Because it's yeah. like... It's not... Like a dice roll because it's like there are human beings there. But then but then that's why that probably makes it even more toxic because it's like people understand that and there's politics in it. And so they think that they're gonna be able to predict how these people are gonna act to right. pick to pick this winner and the you know but it it's twisted. It's just something else to and it goes gamble even, on anything. Yeah, and it's like gamble it kind of makes weather. you think like with boxing and shit, because a lot of people have like kind of se- like um, thrown skepticism at boxing with how legit it is anymore. You mean be- being fixed, yeah, because of like these bets that go on and how like deeply Vegas is rooted. Because w- a lot of these fights are hosted where at Vegas, yeah, of course, it's, it's a huge money bringing like system. Because when the UFC is in Vegas, dude, they make millions and millions of dollars there that weekend because of those fights. Yeah, of course. So, like, you'll have that whole system, and it's like. They'll have better odds against like one person against the other. So these people were pumping in money for these people. So the fuck with the odds. I feel like sometimes, I like I don't know how like deep it is anymore. But a lot of people didn't like betting on boxing back in the day because a lot of people thought they would throw fights. Like the when the boxer would throw a fight to win the certain money because people would come to him and be like, "Listen, we're gonna give you X amount of money to throw this fight so we could win this amount of money." And it's even weird, like with that Khabib and Connor fight that happened not too long ago. There were bets on if they would if they would touch gloves before the fucking match even started, dude. Really? Yeah, it would be like if they touch, like if they were like like came to meet in the middle before the fight started, if they would touch gloves. That was a bet or not? If wow. they would do it or not? Wow. It go like it's it's a really deeply rooted thing. That's the business. That money. That Floyd Mayweather money. Floyd May- Floyd Mayweather money is money that anyone could aspire to having that much money. That's a lot of money. Dumb amount of money. And what he does with that money is even dumber. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so like what? Oh, dude, like he never wears a pair of underwear twice. (laughs) I think it's the same with like a t-shirt. Never wears the same one twice. Like, I mean, fuck laundry, right? Yeah, he'll travel with a certain amount of cash. Just travels with a million dollars cash. Like it's nothing, like you know, like just does dumb in a shit like bag. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, like that's a million dollars in cash has got to be, you know, a just lot. physically a large amount of like of cash. Probably 
if it's all in hundreds, this whole table and that whole couch would be like covered in like stacks. If it was in like ten thousand dollar stacks, I wonder what that weighs. So you just, I mean, and you got to pay somebody to carry it. Man, that that's 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 a level of success. Yeah, where you're helping the economy by creating a job. This is someone's job just to carry your fucking walking around money bag around. Yeah. That's literally it, dude. Like, he has an entourage that he pays to do whatever he says. Just to hang out and look tough and carry his money bag around. And I mean, like, good for him, I guess. Because you're throwing your body, like, when you're a boxer, I mean, you're throwing your body at the fucking, like, wind, basically. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, Yeah. but he, uh, and a career can end at any time. But he, uh, like I said, I think Floyd Mayweather's a business genius. Oh, he is. That or somebody he's got managing him or helping him is because dude look at the just look at He's the results another illiterate one that's like a fucking oh man have you seen that thing have you seen that that video of him reading oh there's yeah. a video of him reading like i, I got didn't it. 50 cent just like post posted again not too long ago to fuck with him 50, because they're like buddies too aren't they 50 cent and floyd mayweather they're I friends. I thought they didn't like each other. I thought they were friends. i thought they talked shit on each other all the time or whatever really like 50 was like i don't know <laughs> like 50's just another troll though so I mean like oh, really? yeah he's a big troll like he was like hanging out with Takashi 6 9 and everything when he was I saw that was so, see, so is there is that is that do we, do we know what the story was with that because I've seen with, pictures of 50 hanging out with with Takashi 6 9 yeah uh, it was just like them doing their thing just trolling together just like being that sort of thing like he kind of like he kind of disowned him when he went to jail and shit but mm-hmm. like yeah, it was basically just that. It was just like kind of a PR. Now, when we were move. talking earlier about mumble rap, mm-hmm. like that's like one of the artists that came to mind for me. Like, oh, really? Just yeah, just like see, you know, when, when he comes to mind, I just think of complete shit music. I fuck, I like <laughs> well, that's the meme, you know. Like, you that's know, like, kinda, it's, again, I, I think a lot of those guys, it's the same effect, like the wrestling heel effect. Like, yeah, people watch their videos so they can say, "Look how shitty this is." Yeah. But he, I don't consider him mumble rap. I literally because he screams like he just yells a oh, bunch really? of See, nonsense. I don't even. I haven't listened to. It's him not really. worth listening to. But like, yeah, I'm probably you know I'm not gonna make it a priority. But. Yeah, it's 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 not good. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't really say. What did he do? Wrong. What's what did he get locked up for? Uh for one, being a fucking dumbass, and like two, racketeering. They can lock you up shit. for that. Yeah, trust me. I'm I'm surprised I'm not. <laughs> but um, racketeering. So is he like? Is he a drug dealer or what? He okay. Well, his his is a this is a like rabbit hole to go down to as well. So like, he his whole like success got brought up by talking about being in the Bloods and shit. And his whole thing was like saying Treyway. Treyway was like another affiliate like Blood Gang basically. Okay, I forget. Like it's like the nine. Where's Trey, he from? New York. Okay, but if you look at like his career like earlier in the years he wasn't he was like trying to just like grab onto whatever will make his fame better like before he was talking about like crips and stuff like right at the beginning of his career but then he like he went for the blood route and so basically wait wait wait. hold on (laughs) go back (laughs) whenever he first started getting bigger and stuff like whenever he like first started circulating around like the internet and everything he didn't have a lot of music out but it was like more of like what this dude was doing and he would affiliate him like he would always post like at the beginning was he just like an instagram personality kind of before he was a like a you know soundcloud i mean he was always like a soundcloud rapper but he was more of a personality as well too because of like how much he trolled and shit but anyway like continue take me to the the crypt yeah, he, he 
so he started out by like doing the whole like crip thing, like trying like acting like he was a crip, like posting with blue and stuff. But it was very short lived, so not a lot of people remember that. Okay, so but, but it's just bullshit. It's just yeah, Instagram it's, it's literally just posts bullshit to get himself popular. But then he started going more towards the Bloods and stuff. Whenever he started affiliating with Bloods and putting them in his music video, is that's when his career started going. Well. He was legit affiliated with Bloods. Like they put him into this gang, the Trey. Like it was like the Nine Trey Bloods or something like that. And um, the Treyway was like he like he put him like this dude Treyway as his manager or whatever. The dude who like got him into the Bloods and shit. Okay. There's a bunch of shit that apparently went on behind the scenes with them. Like they have him like with charges of like running guns and like fucking dealing drugs and like even. But okay, so so he. Legitimately he was, li- was he was living the gang lifestyle, but not yes. really because he didn't do anything major to get into a gang. Like you know, so like hence you, the racketeering because yeah. racketeering is what they do when they can't actually pin something specifically to you. Right, it's like a bunch of illegal shit that the mob was basically doing back in the day. That's why they call it racketeering charges. And well, stuff that, like that. racketeering, I they 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 came up with racketeering as a way to be able to charge uh, Italian yeah mobsters with something when they. The way they did business was to insulate themselves. Like the guys at the top, they weren't pulling the trigger themselves. They right. weren't touching money. They weren't them themselves, and they did right. business through through others. So they came up with racketeering as a way to charge someone. It, it's kind of like a, you know conspiracy. But yeah, so exactly. That's six nine charged with racketeering. Yeah, he got charged with racketeering his, and shit for his he, involvement with with these with the bloods and shit. But it turned on him okay. really quick because really the only reason. Apparently, whenever they first arrested him, they they arrested him first before anyone else because apparently when he was, he kind of, he started going away from the bloods and everything and started talking shit on them, like calling certain people dirty bloods and shit like that. And it's very, and for one, like I'm not even a part of the gang lifestyle, but I find that very disrespectful to where like, because people join gangs when they really have nowhere else to go and shit like that. Like gang, like some people like really take the gang life seriously because that's all they fucking have. And he used that to get his image better and to make him look cooler and shit. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I, he's, he's talking shit he's on a, these people. He's a turd. Yeah. Right, exactly. So whenever that got out that he was like doing that and everything, they had plans to kill him. They were like gonna go to this casino as, that he was as they do. Yeah, they were gonna like planning on going to this casino that he was going to be at in Connecticut or whatever, like Mm -hmm. that weekend before he got arrested and quote unquote doing him dirty because they had wiretaps on him. And that's what they said they were going to do to do dirty. Like they were going to fucking straight up kill him. So they arrested him before anyone else simply to save this dude's life. Like he would have been dead probably that weekend if he didn't get arrested because they had an ongoing wow. investigation on this dude. I did not know any of that. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't follow the case that closely anymore. Like I did a little bit whenever at first because I was like, I'm not, I don't wish jail time upon anyone, but this dude was fucking asking for it with how much dumb shit he was doing, yeah, like on, on Instagram. Yeah. And like they had, like, they had like, uh, he would start beefs with random people. Like, he started beef with Chief Keef and stuff out in Chicago and everything. Chief Keef's, like, cousin, like, another artist got involved with it, like, Tato and everything, and called, like, Takashi talking a bunch of shit on him. And, like, when he was, like, around his crew, like, Takashi had him on FaceTime and everything and ended the call, and he was like, I got 30 racks on this dude's head, like, right now or whatever. Basically putting, like, saying he had, like, a hit out on this dude if anyone got him. They got 30 racks. And they have that? They had it on video. No. Someone oh, that was oh, like I around. I thought you were talking the wiretap. No, someone around his team was filming during this film conversation. Like as as people were known to do, they snitched on themselves. 
like you snitched on yourself by saying you're openly putting a hit out on someone, which is not the most legal thing to do. I mean, the dude who fucking made the silk, the reason we don't have a silk road anymore on the de- the dark web is because the dude was an idiot and was trying to put out a hit. Yeah, I'd like to someone. talk about that at some point. Yeah, That's I do too because I love the Silk Road. Just because, like, I mean, no, 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 I'm like, love I love the Silk it Road because as an observer. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I I didn't actually. I never went on it and there did anything. Go. Like I go. never did that. But I loved the idea of the Silk Road of there being a free marketplace for all this weird shit that you never would think of. Uh, yeah, and also human trafficking and yeah. drugs. Yeah, and there was some very theater. dark shit that Arms. went along with it, but. Yeah, it which was, is why we're interested in it. Yeah, it, exactly. We wouldn't be interested in if it wasn't really dark, a dark side to it. Mm. But yeah, that was kind of just an experiment that got way out of that dude's hands. And an experiment. Yeah, he he just sounds like just a fucking goofy kid yeah. to me. Is honestly. anything that happened with anyone who gets into that kind of business, the money got to their head and they felt invincible? I mean, he just yeah, he just sounds like a troll. Yeah, the troll gone out of control. Yeah, exactly. And once you're making money like millions of dollars and stuff you think you're untouchable does you that dude really make millions of dollars uh takashi uh-huh. he, he only had like less than two million in his bank account or whatever but, but how sure, like from what Wait, where does that come from i'm sure with uh sponsorships promotions and shit like that who he was spo- on tour who sponsored him he had a contract with Adidas, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. I don't know if they actually canceled it or not. Like, whenever, like, because he had a bunch of shit come out against him, too, for, like, being a pedophile and stuff, too. Like, he Well, didn't... yeah, that's, see, when I asked you what he went to jail for, that's what I thought, because nah, I saw some He had charges up that. against him for going with, like, an underage girl and shit, but this right. is a whole other set of charges and everything like that. Well, he, it sounds like this dude is... He's in trouble. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's fucked. There's they he there's like uh, reports coming out now on the internet saying his legal team's trying to get him out of jail by the end of next month. But like, it wasn't looking good for him. I, like, what do you expect to happen to you? Well, yeah. I, again, you you, <laughs> you film yourself committing crimes and admit to committing crimes on a recording. I like. I, it's like, w- a, it's like I love when I don't love it, but I think it's funny when rappers when they incriminate themselves in their songs. Yeah, that happened that to happens uh, a what was lot. his name? Uh, the uh, the Schmoney dance guy. Oh, Schmarter, Bobby Schmarter. Yeah, yeah, that happened to him because uh, some ly- the lyrics that were on his one song. Right, that's Mitch what happened. Got a body about a week ago, and it actually was linked to a murder case. With but did they did they crew. actually use the lyrics in the case? Yeah, yeah it's the see, same. That's wow, dude. It's the same thing. Like, um, but see that stuff. I I don't like. Yeah, you can like laugh at the guy and say like, oh, that's dumb, which I was just doing. But at the same time, it's like in that in rap music and in that culture you, you need to use some of that stuff to like get yourself credibility and shit so it's like and especially if like you're already in a gang and stuff too like i mean i think that's what where rap music in the 80s and 90s really came from was they were just talking about what was going on outside their house yeah right it was just it was their art they were expressing their lives oh i don't know do you know uh the artist maxo cream He's one of my favorite current artists, like, right now. Rapper, like, um, in his 20s and shit, like, younger dude and everything. But he was also a crip. He's been in the crips for a while as a kid. And he talks about it a lot in his fucking songs. Like, dude, his songs are pretty raw and, like, powerful. He has a four-minute song about, like, his cousin, like, doing a murder and shit like that. And it was, like, a legit thing. And he names off, like, all the people that he knows that are either locked up or in jail for, like, not in jail, locked up or dead for murders and shit like that. And there's a good bit of list in the li- like in the list and everything, but he had gotten locked up for stuff in his videos and lyrics. 
like not too long ago, he had like 20 people in a music video, like flashing guns and shit. Yeah. And those 20 people ended up getting busted and shit because the cops came to the music video and a lot of these dudes are either on a list to where they can't have a weapon or on probation and stuff and they just fucking dipped but from that music video like the cops were able to identify each and every person in that music video and arrested all of them so you know what's funny is that means that if if that's the case and they actually use that music video as evidence yeah that would have to be brought in court yeah like this is the or they would have to make it available at least. Exactly. You know? Like this is what we used. And man, can you imagine what you'd feel like if you're that if you're that artist and you're sitting there in court and then they pull your art yeah. as evidence as to why you're about to go to jail? What would you feel like? I mean, would you feel would you feel like an idiot? Yeah. You think they feel little, like idiots? I, I don't know if they feel like idiots because I mean, like I guess it's like it's a way for them to break out. I guess and like it's their well, yeah, again, one chance. Like I they, guess but they like, have to. It's like a fine line they have to walk on because you. You have to, like, if you're going to, I mean, not all rap is, like, about selling drugs and no. killing people and shit. No. But, like, if you're going to be in that in that space, like, you, it, it, you can't just be fake, no. right? Because you'll get shit Cause you'll on. you'll get caught out for that. So, you you have to, like, walk this line of, of <laughs> between, like, looking cool and incriminating yourself. Yeah. So, you're either fake or you're admitting to crimes on tape, and yeah. then you got to sit there in fucking handcuffs while they play your song back to you as to and and lock you up for it. Exactly. I bet now that now that now that I went through that, I I think now maybe you would if you were in that position, you'd feel. I think I would feel like the world was stacked against me. Yeah. Because it's just a combination of those things. You right. Know? It's not like they're just guys who like you and me aren't going to make a song and then admit to crimes nah. on it. Right, not because we're not going to be in that space. Right, but and I don't think it's that they're not smart. I think it again, it's that to, to some extent you got to do that. Right, and like what's funny is like he didn't even get in trouble for that one. It was everyone else in his music because he wasn't holding a gun in his music video. Oh, it shit. was everyone else, so he didn't even get in trouble for this. It was everyone else in his music. I bet video. they're not happy about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But like he's also been busted before for like running like i mean it was just weed that he was like selling that they know of and shit but like shipping weed from cali out of state to his people that he grew up with in like different areas and they like and he talks about it in his songs and stuff like that like put the pack in the box ship it to my homies like over here and stuff and they had a case built up from like video evidence of them doing it the whole time and everything dude it's like it's very weird how that shit could happen to you i mean even if it's like people think like oh it's just weed and shit but like when you're selling shipping weed across state lines like in pounds at a time like it's, it's and then specifically spelling it out on a recording. Yeah, <laughs> like people know what you're Damn. doing and shit. But you wiretapped like, yourself. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, guys, been the first fun episode of the Dark Side podcast with Dave Viano and Matt Elias. It's going to be a dark year. <laughs> a very darker dark year. than last year. Dark, I think. Yeah, probably. Seriously though, I don't even think that was possible. But yeah, it's going to be pretty dark. So we're just getting started with this shit. By the time this actually drops, we'll have an Instagram created and everything. If you want to follow us at Darkside Podcast on Instagram. Darkside with a C, D-A-R-C. Yeah, that's probably a good thing, D-A-R-C. Email us any thoughts that you have at uh, darksidepodcast at gmail.com. Again, dark with a C instead of a K. Other than that, it's been real, guys. And until next week, we'll see you then.